Shut up already. It's soulless. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, January 27th, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 482. This is No Agenda. Doing Davo from Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley. <laughs> we're. Where? What? What was that? I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Well, well you're doing your, your whistles when I'm doing my little opening thing, so I just did a little, a little kazoo. Oh, I was wondering what that was. Uh, sound like sound like the track went off or something. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract you. <laughs> I didn't mean to distract you or anything. Oh, you did. I'm easily distracted. Okay, so, uh, hey. Hey, hey. hey. Hey, what, so, uh, what, I, hey. you know, we, we got, you know, kind of a poor showing today. And I, I decided that there's something, you know, our show has become a stale. And here's what's really annoying. So, and I think it's because oil is the problem. You remember, you, you, so Lightning Rod uh, sent us a note about, he didn't think that the, my, and you mentioned this on the last show, that I was wrong about the Mali and it was yeah, uh, by, uranium. By, by the way, I, I, I have a, a follow-up on that, but yeah. Well, I have a follow-up on it right now. Go. This is the, um, if, I don't, if I can find it, uh, this, is, this was actually on Stephen Colbert, of all places. And I had to cut a lot of this out because Colbert's may, you know, trying to be funny about the French being surrender monkeys and all the rest of that during this little thing. But he brings on uh, a professor of French studies from NYU who, to, to talk about Mali, and there's a punchline to this, and you might as well play it. Who or what is Mali, and why do why do the French care? Mali is a what? It okay, is good, a good. country in northwestern Africa. It's all a right, all right. pretty big country. How big? How big are we talking here? Well, it's not quite as big as Afghanistan, but it's up it's there. Too but uh, how I, big compared to France? How big is it? Oh, it's it's uh, it's big. It's big. Okay, it's, that's. Thank you for your. <laughs> Thank you for your precision. Why does France care, though? Why does France care about Mali? Here's why France cares. It's, Mali is a former colony of France, okay. right? They're no longer colonies. Okay. The French gave up their colonies around 1960, but they okay. kept them on a longer or shorter leash, depending uh-huh. on which country and how much stuff they had. Mali is in the middle of a part of Africa where there is natural resources. There's tons of oil offshore. R- offshore? There you have it. Wait a minute. Mali and offshore, those two don't really come. Uh, that doesn't really make sense. Why not? Uh, well, I thought Mali didn't have a shore. Am I wrong? Yeah, it does. Take a look. I'm doing that right now. Of course. That's, uh, that's what we do. We, uh, let me just see. Uh, no. No, Mali has. No, Mali's right in. The, I mean, there's Guinea, there's Senegal. French Guinea? Yes, but that's but but that is to the west of Mali. Mali has no shore. Yeah, but French Guinea and Mali. I mean, they're both French colonies, and they just move the stuff from one place to okay, another. Okay, well, yeah, but but well, anyway, there's an oil angle. Supposedly, know, well, so th- there's an oil angle, but um, I think you were not far from. I, I, it's funny. I had a conversation with um, uh, someone who positioned themselves to me as a very down low, deep throat informant. 
Uh, actually, about something. Down low, he's gay. <laughs> Down low does not mean gay necessarily. <clears throat> like really, like you know, hush hush secret, like VPN stuff. <laughs> like you know, we're you know we're not commun- you know uh, dropping uh, uh, messages in the draft uh, box, which of course you know what that means, right? No. Well, that's the CIA method, obviously. Oh, oh you mean yeah. you're talking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so right. not sending email, but using a Gmail drop oh, and right, everything. Oh, right, right, right. That's what uh, Petraeus was doing to meet up with his Yeah, girlfriend. exactly, exactly. So not that this person was looking to hook up with me, apparently. Uh, so it was actually... Was, was it a guy? Yeah. And I didn't even know for sure uh, in, oh. in, in the beginning. I'm like, okay, whatever. In the beginning? Yeah, because... you know, How was, long has this been going on? Uh, I've been working on setting up this conversation for two weeks. It's not Bobby, is it? <laughs> Bobby Inman or Bobby Eden? <laughs> Bobby Eden. You've seen her. It's like, Bobby, meet me on the webcam. <laughs> and then he, and then he said, so, um, so, you know, it, it, you know the, okay, so it was unrelated. It was actually about a, um, uh, about a medical thing. And there was reports that you know that I've been receiving in bits and pieces and reading. So all very interesting, but nothing I can do anything with right now. But this person is very much on the inside, uh, as we know, uh, many uh, many of these types of you know personnel who are in the military uh, or contracting. This person is actually uh, closer into the military, and I'll, and I'll and I'll tell you kind of where, which to me was was a little. A little weird. I'd never heard of this outfit before. Not that I think my informant is a part of that. Um, the Central Secret Service. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, the CSS? No. It sounds like a TV show. Yeah, well, it should be. Look it up on the wikis. Okay. CSS, Central Secret Service. These apparently are the guys who uh, go around killing people. What? Yes. It's like when the Secret when, Service isn't supposed no, to be killing this is, people. This is the central. They don't have a license to kill. Hello, this is the Central Secret Service. They work for the Pentagon. This is a little different. You got to look at this. This is. This I, I, is I just looked up Central Secret Service. There's nothing. No, what are you talking about? If you type in Central Secret Service into the Google, you don't get crap. What are you talking about? Hold on a second. Just telling you. I've never heard of this am thing. I, am I saying this wrong? I thought it was. Hold on a second. Now I'm now I'm confused. Hold on. Hold on. Secret. Maybe it's it's CSS. Ah. See, that's the, the Cascade style sheets. <laughs> no, that's Some what, guy's a programmer. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on a second. Why can't I find this now? Oh, this is annoying. It's the. Uh, oh, okay, I got I got a landlocked Molly that's got offshore oil, and you've got this. Well, no, hold on a well, second. Show's getting off to a great start. Well, no. Oh, what? Just because? Uh, uh, just no, because, no, no. Just keep looking. You just obviously you've missed. You've flipped a couple of words or something. No, 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 no. I. The Secret Central Service. Se- se- no, no. It was CSS. Uh, now, now this this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest thing. I had it all set in my show notes, and now it's like now I can't find it. What is this? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is weird. Uh, LSD. MK Ultra action. Maybe it's Central Security Service. Try that. No. Central Security Service. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. That would make more there you sense. go. Central Security Service. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. There you go. Agency okay. of the United States Department of Defense. 
The, these are the guys. So you've never heard of them either. Well, I like the, the badges I know. They got. We totally need a challenge coin from these guys. Oh, that's a, that would be a great one. That's a good challenge coin, right? Central Security Service. Yeah, so these... And these, so they're a bunch of murderers is what you're saying? Well, look down here. Uh, they operate uh, unmanned aerial vehicles. These are drone operators. This is... Yeah, these are clandestine operations involving surveillance and penetration of target facilities, including you know, back black bags. Agencies must bump into each other every <laughs> once in a while and take a shot, don't you think? So, so, so my source is saying, you know, you know so basically what happened is my never source... never even heard of this. No, I'd never heard of it either. And then I'm looking this up. I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is not good. I've never heard of these guys. They have so, their own website. Y- yeah. Central Security Service... KC. Oh, this is just a Kansas City branch. No, 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 this is something else. This is some company in Kansas City. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. They would use this name. They're a member of the well, Better Business Bureau. Well, so these guys are a part of NSA. If you go to NSA.gov is where you'll see that it's it actually says National Security Agency Central Security Service, which I didn't know. I, I thought NSA stood by itself. Look at it. Go to NSA.gov. It's right there wait, 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 with wait, wait, their little emblem. One more look. All right, so while you're looking... Okay, I'm on, okay, I'm on NSA.gov. What am I looking at? Oh, right yeah, at the there's top. a little logo. Right at the top. Right at the top. When did that, when did that show up? That had, I don't remember seeing this. Uh, yeah, this, this, this. So Anyway, so now my source has a bit of credibility with me. I, I've also read these other documents, and so this person... Did, wait, hold on a second. When did it become welcome to NSA slash CSS? I don't I've know. I've been on this website before. I don't know. I'm. I, this is. I think that they're taking over. This is why the, my source brought it up. That he said he literally said these CSS guys. They're the whack jobs. He says they're the ones that go around killing people for talking too much. Oh. So you know he was kind of. They'll be all over you after this report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, possibly. I don't know. I mean, you know, hey, look at the donations. I think it's worth risking my life, I think. I think that's well done, everybody. All right. So so, uh, so my source, you know, really starts gushing. And, you know, and I'm talking to him for an hour. Oh, okay. No, I mean, just like, you know, and, and you know, the connection's cutting in and out. You know, we're on uh, some specialized, you know, VoIP thing, you know, not Skype, obviously. So we're really trying to just, you know, have a conversation and i'm just like wow you know and just every single every turn and my source is, is very upset because you know it's like why can't we do something why can't we you know and and, and i'm doing what, what we tell all of our listeners like dude just you know forget about it there's no way we're gonna like release some documents and the whole world wakes up and goes oh they're trying to kill us they hate us we're just cannon fodder so that's not how it works so you need you need to have little baby steps you know, and then you, you know, the people who listen to this show, they're awake and they're not going to, you know, they're not eating the, the poison food. They're not taking most of the poisonous shots. You know, they're not uh, letting the, the poison information come into their veins. You know, th- that's how you start. You know, this has been going on for hundreds of years. You're not going to turn around and all of a sudden by yeah, releasing. reveal the truth. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, well, right. then what? Yeah, so, <laughs> so he's very frustrated. So I'm trying to calm him down. But he says, you know, and you, know, you guys are so good. And you, know, you have no. Do you even know about Algeria and the uranium? Do you even know how 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 spot on that was? I'm like, hold on a second. All right, I'm I like, was right <laughs> in the first day. Let's erase the beginning of the show. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Devorah can't be right on that. He says, man, 
this is yeah you don't they don't have a lot of uranium because they don't need it for the nuclear weapons he says this is china's main nuclear weapon arsenal and i started to google around just google algeria china nuclear weapon there was testimony in 1991 this was already going on oh interesting oh yeah oh yeah no this was this was a uh it was called the the uh china helps algeria develop nuclear weapons and there was testimony in congress now we're talking 91 and joe biden of all people now i, I can't get video sure. or audio of this uh he is talking he, so he testifies the Algeria. Let me read some headlines from the Google. April seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. Joe Biden says, "Mr. President, I rise today." To, Joe Biden, okay, our Vice President. This is not a coincidence. I rise today to address a topic that I think is important to the future of the United States and world security interest, as any that I've spoken to. And then he goes on to talk about Chinese weapon proliferation uh, in Syria, Algeria. Okay, some headlines from the Googles. China helps Algeria develop nuclear weapons, the nuclear vault, the Algerian nuclear problem, uh, Algeria country profiles, NTI, nuclear threat initiative, online news are tracking, uh, the, the, again, it's, uh, Algeria may be developing, uh, they may be developing a weapon yeah. system. So I think unlike uh, Iran, which of course, you know, pff, you know, just you got, we have to draw a... Uh, a, time, a bomb with a fuse that is lit that makes us believe that there's something going to blow. I think this may be the real deal. And let us not... Well, did, well that's... Okay, well, well, well with, while you're on that track, we have to remember that this Mukti Muk... What's his name? Malai... Uh, you know, the guy we have the cigarette pack oh, named M- after. M- Mukhtar Belmukhtar. Yeah, Mukhtar Mukhtar. One eye. Uh, he's the guy who tried to overthrow the uh, uh, Algerian government some years back. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and turn it to an Islamist state. Yes. And, and they had to do all kinds of things to keep that from happening because the Algerians apparently, uh, at least when it, the mass of Algerians are kind of dumb. And not to, <laughs> to, we not get to any generalize. Or Algeria? No, I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so they had to like you know grouse this character, and now he's out making trouble again. So maybe there is some, uh, you know, because the Islamists yes. would love to get one of these... You know, you'd love to get a bomb so they could just, you know, well, ship it to New York. But how typical is it? It's the same script. We've got Mokhtar Belmokhtar, Mr. Marlboro, the one-eyed bandit, who, of course, in 2003 worked for the CIA, very reminiscent of uh, Osama bin Laden, worked for the CIA. Right, you already predicted this is the new Osama. Osama, exactly. And now, um, remember that the uh, there was a coup in Mali last year, and the coup was, which you know, was done by uh, Amadou Sanago, who of course was trained in the United States uh, at the Marine Corps at Quantico. So this, so you know, so so that, that that's a complete complete U.S. operation, complete. And of course, it's always handy to have all kinds of other stuff. I mean, if you're going to go to Mali, you know. And by the way, dude, Timbuktu, it's a real place. It's in Dude, the, it's in the news. <laughs> I've known Tim, but of course Timbuktu's a real place. Yeah, but when Did I you was, always think it was some sort of a myth. No, but when I was growing up, that you know, you'd say, "Oh, from here to Timbuktu," and now it's like, "Hey, Timbuktu!" It's in yeah, the well, news. It meant, it, I think it uh, meant the middle of nowhere, which is where it is. Yeah, but it really isn't anymore because you know now now it's the it's the center, 
And so, yeah, there's the oil angle. Obviously, uh, French Guinea, BP, uh, total, I mean, total oil is huge. You know, we, I think that what we're seeing here is, you know, all of these places were colonized. People speak French in, 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 in these countries. Most in of Africa. Africa. Much of Africa yeah. is the French speaking. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and the French got kicked out. The Belgians got kicked out. By the way, Belgians on their way to go help. And the Belgians. Oh, have- what are they going to do? Pummel <laughs> them with French fries? I mean, I, I just don't see it. They found the bullet. We're marching. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the uh, the belt. Yeah, they're sending. For, no, I think they're sending uh, support. And um, you know, so we, but the we Bel- were sending it. We're letting them use all our planes the, to move this stuff. The Belgians, of course, the King uh, was it uh, Lodewijk? Which King was? Well, the the Baudouin. I can't remember which one it was. The Leopold, King Leopold. You know, they they slaughtered all of Central Africa, the entire Congo. Right, the so, Belgian Congo. Yeah. And so now I think it's just like, all right, you now everything, it's another cycle. It's calmed down. Hey, let's go back. Let's go get them bitches. Let's get back in. Well, the Chinese are trying to get in there, so we might our, as well. You know, the Western countries had to go, wait a minute. Exactly. We gave these people their freedom. Yeah. And although, <laughs> hey, like the hey, guy said, freedom. the French have given a short leash. And their democracy. <laughs> We got to go. Yeah, they're uh, quote unquote democracies, <laughs> and now they're gonna they're doing this. No, not gonna happen. So, so along these. So, so essentially, by the way, that says we never gave them anything. No, of course not. So regarding the Belgians, uh, and this was this was huge news uh, in the alternative in act in the actual news circles in uh, in uh, in Europe. As a uh, member of Parliament, Laurent Louis, and uh, in Belgium, and he voted against the. Uh, Belgian troops going to Mali to assist in a 15-minute, unfortunately in French, in a 15-minute uh, monologue where, and it's in the show notes, you have to see it because it has, um, uh, YouTube has uh, closed caption subtitles, where he completely lays out the entire crackpot thing. He's, I mean, he's basically like Ron Paul's final speech. And this guy's pretty young, you know, he's, I think he's in his early 30s. And he gets up, he says, I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna send these troops over there. This is just a neo-imperialist colonial, colonial bunch of bullcrap. We went in Afghanistan for the drugs. And he's just, it's like on and on and on. And, and it's like, wow. And he really exposes it. He says, Syria, this is all crap. We're just there to break it up, just to, you know, make it into little pieces so we can rule everything. And, you know, we got people starving in Belgium. Meanwhile, we're sending money over to all these other crazy places. It's just, and, 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 but he does it in a very calm and distinguished manner. And I speak enough French, you know, to read the subtitles and hear that the subtitles are pretty much an accurate translation. But what's cool is in the background, you can kind of see like one of those muckety muck guys who has a higher desk than the rest. And he's listening to him in the background. And his hand is going over his mouth like, oh, my, oh no, he didn't. Oh, 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 no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> You've got to see this. Show notes. Uh, 482.nashownotes.com. So it was really, yeah, that, w- that was very, um, very interesting to have our, our new source basically say, you know, you are right. Yeah, yeah. here's the problem. Uh, looking at these headlines and stuff that we just did, um, we should have been able to put this together without anybody's help whatsoever. Well, yeah, well, okay. 
I'm just saying yeah, that the, the inf- just that the point is what we do with just news deconstruction. The information is always all, out there. Yeah, yeah, we just didn't connect the dots. Is what you're we saying. didn't connect the dots. I yeah. mean, it's obvious we're not like this running this Algeria China nuke weapon uh, into Google. <clears throat> Boom. And then getting all this stuff. Sometimes we do have insiders like this fellow, whoever he is, that says, "Hey." You know, they, they slap us so much. Yeah, yeah. That's so you just, you're, you're right and you're wrong, and here's the deal, and yeah. <clears throat> just go look this way. Take a, take your head and look over here. <laughs> Extract it from the, your rectum and look over that way. And, and it's funny because... And, and, you know, and Ron, so this guy's not giving you any inside scoop that you that he, that puts his or your life in danger. The documents he gave me, uh, the medical stuff, he, you know, um, is not probably something he should be sending around uh, but that but that's an unrelated matter that i'm not prepared to talk about just yet because i'm reading through it. it's a lot also of, just going to tease us with it with it's the a medical lot of documents it's a lot of material that, 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 wait a minute let me can i just <laughs> guess <laughs> take one two shots okay documents the two obamas <laughs> <laughs> separated at birth <laughs> maybe no. you never know you never know huh and y- your second shot uh <laughs> Documents chemtrails? No, I'm not talking. No, it's not chemtrails. Um, speaking of uh, medical, Good. so anyway, so so we're going to stay on this because now we have we have the we we're looking in the right direction as right. to what's taking place. It's about we, time. We know the actors, and uh, oh, and by the way, you won't get this anywhere else but on the best podcast in the universe. So speaking about medical, I, now I'm very, very, very upset, and uh, I'm very ha- this is a, of a personal nature. And I um, and I thank my my wife. Well, wait, can I can I guess? Can I make it? Yeah, <laughs> educated guess. You, you just want to make the guessing game, or you just want to move just on? Just come on, come on, one shot. Okay, sure. Super gonorrhea. <laughs> if only. No, it's better than that. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Mildred, um, before she and and, by, and I, I love her that she said, "Please, I want you to talk about this on the show." <laughs> And, and the show, and the show is you know, it's, it's partially because of the show that this whole thing is coming to light. So she had a pap smear in June, and it came back, uh, you know, as oh abnormal, which is you know there's there's a level of these things like one, two, three, and then you know super gonorrhea, <laughs> then you know off the scale cancer, and you know and and we've been through this. We've talked about the testing about the false positives of the new testing systems about the um uh, about the uh, the the machine makers who test pap smears being very closely tied to makers right, of scam H- we, we discussed the scam in great detail in great detail so this of course is in Ms. Mickey's mind and uh, so it comes back with you know abnormal which is not like you're dying you know it's abnormal and and her doctor says, eh, you know, take one when you come back. Now, of course, you know, um, there's there are a lot of things that can affect these tests. You know, hormone levels, etc. And she has uh, she takes certain uh, hormones for thyroid. So it, it, you know, it's not abnormal. So she has right after we come back from uh, from our exile, she has another one. It comes back the same with uh, uh, abnormal. Um, what's the, I actually have the reports here? Uh, atypical. Atypical squamous cells. So uh, her doctor says, you know, uh, you should you should go and talk to uh, this doctor and see about what next steps. You know, because you know you have you've had it twice in a row. 
So, of course, you know, I'm now going to go with her by her request. She says, because, you know, I know I don't want to go through this whole cycle again. Because you recall, not just Ms. Mickey, but my daughter, they both had the test. And then you go in and they say, oh, we got to do a biopsy. And they and they scare you with all this cancer stuff. And then, oh, you're all clear. But, you know, maybe you ought to take a, a, a Gardasil shot uh, just in case. So she asks if I come along. And we go to the uh, medical center. And, John, this was... The sales job and the and the and and what happened was so beyond belief. It, it, I mean, I'm angry now. I was very very calm at the time. So you know, you, you you go in, you sign up through the whole thing, you do all your brand new patient forms, whatever, and then uh, the assistant puts you in the room, and it's like, uh, okay, um, now we're going to show you a video about. Oh, uh, you're kidding oh, me! Oh no no, a complete. It's all set up. You know, with the, with the remote isn't control. Doctoring. Yeah, no, it's all set up. And uh, she says, okay, now I'm going to show you the video about the colposcopy. And the colposcopy is partially, uh, it's the vinegar test, right? So they can, that's actually that shows you if you have any strain of HPV or any type of infection, which you can do at home, turns out. But there's the vinegar test. And when they look at it with a big ass microscope, and then the colposcopy, which is where they actually take a biopsy, which is an unfriendly thing. Okay, it's like you're snipping away at someone's womb. It's not nice, you know. And and this video is it's completely from the you know the the pharmaceutical complex. And there's a woman saying your provider will tell you about all the different things that could go. Your provider, not your doctor. It's not your doctor anymore, John. It's your provider. I mean, this is the it's the, the most so this woman. And, you know, there's a menu. It's like, and then after the colposcopy, we have leap. You can take leap. And leap is where they, they basically electrocute your womb to take away a piece of whatever. And the whole time it's like, well, you know, this could be precancerous. It could be precancerous, precancerous. Well, the whole universe is precancerous, people. So this is a... Yeah, that, no, that's a lot. Most uh, smart doctors will tell you that that's a bogus. doesn't mean anything. No. Well, Ed, the whole thing is precancerous. Oh, it's precancerous, precancerous. And then the assistant comes back in while we're watching this uh, this indoctrination video, and it's like, uh, well, you know, you're, it'll be so uh, you have the colposcopy today. It'll be two hundred dollars outside of what your insurance covers, plus five ten percent of the copay. What? You know, and so this is upsetting. You know, this this is not the way you handle. Um, I think this type of situation, and I see Mickey's like her eyes are going back in her head. You know, and like, uh, uh, yeah, give me the piece of paper. It's like she has like an orange post-it note. Well, here's what it'll cost if you have the colposcopy today. It's like, hey, we just want to talk. You know, it's well, like, what, can, what do I have to do to put you into this car today? Yeah, exactly. If That's you exactly. don't do it today, it's going to cost more tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, can we negotiate? You know, can I give you one fifty? You know, it's like, no. Nah. So it, I was like, oh. Then finally, the doctor comes in. And she's like, okay, we're going to do this colposcopy today. Like, hold on, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this stuff. You know, you know, we saw your video. You know, are you the provider? You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm really holding back. I just, and Mickey, of course, she's, she's boiling. She is, she's, I can just see it. She's, she's at no state to have anything done. So I said, okay, so we just want, we have a couple questions. Uh, you know, Mickey's asking, and then I step in very lightly. I say, well, I just want to know. You know, so that you know, no one really told us what the actual results were of of the, the Pap smear and what level it was. And uh, oh, and by the way, uh, which which testing system was used? Was this the thin prep system? And the doctor has these two reports that I have in my hand, and she tosses them like that to me and says, "Well, here, why don't you take a look?" 
All right. This is not a doctor that you should be going to. So she she literally tosses him. Oh, here, why don't you take a look? And then and I and I'm like, okay. And so I take a look at him. And so here so here is the result. And they're both thin prep. Uh, and thin prep, as you know, is the new imaging system. You can Google thin thin prep high false positives. And uh, it says the um, interpretation by the clinic clinician is. Atypical squamous cells, which is basically an irregular pap, cannot exclude high-grade squamous intrapathalia lesion. So basically it's saying it's abnormal, but I can't exclude that you're going to die tomorrow. That's basically what it says in both cases. So, you know, and so what kind of diagnosis is this? And it's because of this this thin prep system that you know they well we can't exclude it well yeah but it, you don't see it no but we can't exclude it so uh, that means you can't because it's you can't exclude it because the test is a piece of crap so I say um, is it maybe you know before we go doing another biopsy which you know is invasive and and you know and you know and and we've already been invites through this problems and we yeah invites problems we've been through this once before um, can we have another test. And then the doctor says to me, "Well, you know, okay, so then maybe the test will be it will be clear. So which one are you going to which one are you going to trust?" I'm like, "Well, why don't we just have every woman have a biopsy every year then? I mean, what good is the test?" So she goes back and forth and back and, and by the way, this is a this is like a seven eight hundred dollar procedure, and we're like, "Okay, well, we're definitely not going to do anything today because no one's in the mood for this." And you know, I'm seeing that Mickey wants to rip her head off. She's wearing orange glass uh, frames on her glasses, by the way, which is already like, you know. That's a bad that's, sign. That's a very bad sign. And then, uh, and like, okay, you know, so we'll we'll set up a next appointment. And then, you know, the doctor's like, during this, the doctor's saying to Mickey, your husband wants you to have this done. And I look, I'm like, I didn't say anything. Your husband really wants you to have this colposcopy. So I'm like, wow. You know, and you're right. This is very much what is it going to take to get you in this car today. And then as we're, as we're leaving, she says, so okay, well, uh, so um, I'll see you, uh, you know, in two weeks, and uh, you'll be an expert on uh, on uh, on pap smears, won't you? And I'm like, we're never stepping foot in this office again, ever. And so, of course, now we're at this at this juncture where, you know, to me, if this were anyone else, of course, it's very easy for me to sit here and say, ah, this whole thing is a scam. But now, of course, it's in everyone's head. It's like, how can you now not have this procedure done? Because you know, what if? I mean, this—it's—it's it, it's angering. It's and uh, so first of all, the whole treatment was just oh my god, you know, it's it's uh, and just reminiscing back to what the doctor was talking about, like well, you know, you know, this is the number, you know, we already have a code that goes from this code, you know, it goes to the colposcopy, and it's like the system is completely rigged, and somehow I'm not quite sure what happened, and, the, and we're going to talk to her, origi- her her actual doctor on Monday, say, why did you send us to this person? You know, why did you put us, because these guys are good, I like, you know, they've put her on natural hormones for her thyroid, they're completely anti-big pharma, and they put us right into the, the open trough of the system, and, you know, hey, by the way, thanks, President Obama, what's this $200 bullcrap? Where's all the groovy, affordable crap that you were supposed to have? So so this is very, very, very uh, uh, upsetting. Whereas, (laughs) you know, and and, and abnormal pap is not like the worst thing in the world. But 
and you know and and sure a colposcopy is always you know safe to know for sure but there's you know Mickey's whole body is saying no you know it's it's a, we're in a very weird situation it's very very upsetting and you know you and you go google stuff you google this exact term this uh uh atypical uh, squamous cells cannot exclude high grade squamous and you know you get like a million different forums and stuff and you can see the pharmaceutical shills posting in there you oh, can yeah. just you can just yeah, see they're, 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 this is uh, unbelievable ah oh. so um Anyway, I mean, you know, we're, you know, you know, it's, it's just, it's upsetting. It's very, very upsetting. I'm happy that uh, that that Mickey said, you know, please talk about this on the show because, you know, we we've talked about the previous ex- uh, experiences, and uh, and this is really, this is really fucking with people just to make money. And and I I couldn't, I hate to say it, but I I looked at this whole operation I'm like you're just, you know, you're just making money. You don't give a crap. With your with your little provider healthcare video, what? Since when did a doctor become your provider? I find the whole thing disgusting. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a doctor who's you know fairly uh, savvy to all this stuff, and he's the one who says we're over vaccinated and has all these other you know he. he, he has a lot of experience with finding the most inexpensive way to resolve problems and uh and then so i'm looking him up the other day because i had to get an appointment of course now every because they specialize in older patients the place is packed but <laughs> but I, I see his age he's 70 places what is it is this like a social club is it like yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, do they have a disco ball he, the guy's 70 and it's like well that means i'm gonna have to pick up some new doctor somewhere because he's going to retire like they always do he should have retired already and so then i'm going to be like uh have this doctor for like 25 years and i'm going to find some punk that's going to be like this sleazeball this douchebag that you ran into baguette uh, yeah yeah oh yeah and then she says oh and you know uh, when you come in for the colposcopy here let me just write your little prescription for some valium and some vicodin so that you know you'll be as long as your husband will drive you then you'll be you know you'll be really woozy it'll be all good you know you won't you won't even know you won't even know what i'm doing literally what she said so we took the prescription we got the pills obviously oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> hello party <laughs> I figured that out. I mean, it was Friday night after all. I mean, <laughs> but you know, man, this is just you know, it's uh, it, it, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if other people even realize. And and this is and, and I had a long talk with you. Spend, you know, even though the the old rule is don't ever have a doctor that you don't personally like. Wouldn't mind having a beer with, yeah. hanging out and chatting. Yeah, is that a this rule? This has been lost somewhere to to these these specialists who are just the creepiest people in the world. They just make you, they just they're just uncomfortable to be around, and you just get the feeling that they're scamming you. It, and, and, they, and, and they can live with themselves. That's the thing that gets me. Yeah, she immediately launched into her own like. Hey, listen, I had a, you know, and, and they throw out these terms, you know, like I had a, a regular squamous and I had a colposcopy, but it turned out to be level, level 1893 cancer, blah, 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 blah. So I know, I know, I know. Like, what? What did you just say? It's like, really? That's almost like, you know, I've been driving the Chevy Volt for years. I love it. 
<laughs> so man, it's just um, you know that that is effed up. It really is. And 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 the thing is, you know, an, an irregular pap is. You know, it's not like it, it can happen with under stress. You know, a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of different reasons why diet really that it can happen. You know, from from what I understand. You know, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, well, who am I? Because you know, I'm going to get all kinds of emails. Said, Shut up, Curry. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, you and your stupid blood uh, A type blood diet. You know, be quiet. So I don't know. Shut I, I, up already. Yeah, I think I should just uh, shut up already. Science. Yeah, that's based. That that is my doctor, actually, Doctor Kiki, <laughs> except with the orange glasses and the ugly. Um, yeah, it's just it's very very upsetting because you know you know you you in indeed you know so little, and this whole you know cancer, cancer, precancerous is all precancerous. It's precancerous. Oh yes. Well, it's pre- nothing to be afraid of. It's just precancerous because then we can get a leap, L E E P, leap, which it's like electronic. It's like local electronic uh, ecstasy thing. What does leap stand for? It's 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 literally like electrocuting stuff. Hold on, leap loop electrosurgical excision procedure. Your provider can tell you all about the loop electrosurgical excision procedure, which uses a thin, low voltage electrified wire loop to cut out abnormal tissue in the cervix. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Can I have a can I have a little girl yay for the leap? Wow! I gotta get so, a, I gotta so get a copy I get of those this videos. impression that this provider usage is just <laughs> provider. to uh, provider. <laughs> no, I think it's to just to get people used to a new lexicon. Yeah. So they can bring they can get rid of some of these doctors and make even more money by having nurse practitioners or somebody that. Has just the title provider. Yeah, so you don't have, exactly. Oh, very good because you don't even have to be a doctor anymore; just a provider. Yeah. Wow. Let me see. Never ends, I, my friend. It never ends. Yeah, no kidding. Let me just see if I wish. I really, really wish that there was a uh, that I had a, a copy of those videos. It had a whole menu. Oh man. Somebody must be able to get somebody, a somebody, You should have recorded it while you're. Uh, let's see what this phone. is. Yeah, I, I. Well, yeah, but you know, I was there with Mickey. You know, we're trying to. At Snyder OBGYN, your local health services provider. At Snyder OBGYN, we strive to treat all. This is just random, right? I'm just pulling it up, and they're saying provider. Provider. Expert care and dignity. Yeah, there's some. There's a memo out on that. I'll tell you. At Snyder OBGYN. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Provider. Oh, provider. the provider. Provider. Yeah, provider. Yeah, you don't have to be a doctor. Your provider will uh, will will stick the uh, the electrified loop in your cervix. Don't need a doctor for that. Just a provider. Hi, I'm your provider. Isn't provider synonymous with drug dealer as well? well kind of, I, I think. think. Yeah. Why not? Anyway, so um, I will keep you up to speed on what we're going to do. Uh, but Monday we'll talk to uh, the doctor we we do like who who sent us down this this rat hole. You should you should definitely condemn him for that. Find, tell him to find you another yeah, uh, oh yeah. specialist. Oh yeah, no, we're we're, we're never going. But you know, back there's a there. kickback that with doctors. There's referral. a referral. Yeah, of course, referral deal. Oh, so, right. Know, if she if she managed to gouge you for like you know two or three thousand dollars, your your buddy doctor would have gotten a couple hundred out of that. Is that the same? Well, is that the same? Like lawyers do that too, right? They get they get referral fees if they send a client. I don't know how it works specifically, but. 
There's something like that, yeah. Are it's you sure? Scam. Are you sure that there's a doctor referral fees? You sure that there's intra-doctor referral fees? There has to be. That's why they would have these these arrangements. Fee splitting. Here we go. Fee splitting would be the the name of the practice, John. Fee splitting. Okay. Sounds right. According to the World Medical Association, the MA code provides that payment by or to a physician solely for the referral of a patient is unethical, as is the acceptance by a physician of payment of any kind, any form. Doesn't mean it's illegal. It's unethical. Excuse me. Excuse me. That just slipped out. I'm really not trying to do that. I get emotional. We got a bitch note from someone who said, who was apparently right, said the donations are going to suck because Adam burped on the show. Oh, that's interesting. He was right. <laughs> it's not interesting. <laughs> it's really it's horrifying is what it is. Because I, I'm not saying, like, oh, I got a burp. It's like I'm physically ill sometimes from the things we discuss. <laughs> you don't have that? You don't get like... I don't burp when I get ill. No, you know, okay, you know, you're you're used to this. I don't know. I, I get like, oh, and just just <laughs> bubbles up. I can't help it. I can't help it. Mickey has that too sometimes. She'll get really angry at something. She'll just belch. I'm like what? She, you know, she's she's very ladylike. She doesn't do that kind of stuff. And so when she's when she's aggravated, maybe it's, it's rubbed off on me. Anyway. Oh yes, thank you, chat room. A provider is synonymous to a hooker. That's right. Your sex provider. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be right on the money. And the chat room actually nailed that. Interesting enough. Yay. <laughs> I knew they were good for something. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send them a little something. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, cheese macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. And there we go. We, I, we, we were sent the official mac and cheese bit. <laughs> so there you go, chat room. Mac and cheese for you. Slaves, mac and cheese. So th- I got a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff turned up, uh, but maybe why don't we? Uh, so what do we do? Yeah, we, let's. Uh, well, first, I'm so sorry, John. In the morning to you, John C. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning, the old ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the uh, knights and dames out there. Yes, and of course, the human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, and thank you to our artists. Who uh, you can always find their work at noagendaartgenerator.com. Silicon Spin provided the artwork for episode 481, and that is highly appreciated. And I have a couple uh, right off the bat, some uh, PR mentions. I want to say hi to Lucas in Kabul, who uh, is uh, over there with our uh, with our fine military, uh, you know, positioning drones to hellfire brown people over there. He says, hey, I've convinced a bunch of guys here to start listening to the No Agenda show, and now I'm working on replacing the religious services in the local mosques. So they spread the No Agenda word five times a day instead of readings from the Holy Quran. Okay. Spreading our democracy over there. So uh, in the morning to uh, Lucas and all the boys and girls. Uh, congratulations to NoAgendaRacing.com. Uh, Andrew, um, let's see, he got three trophies. And a plaque. All right. Uh, over the weekend, and uh, there's a picture linked in the show notes. Uh, so I think I guess he got three. I don't know three third places, and that's us. You know, we're the consummate third place. No agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then a new service. 
uh, which has just come online, noagendacd.com, uh, which is up and running. Noagendacd.com makes it easy to hit people in the mouth. Tired of droning on about pipelines? Save your breath and hand them a No Agenda CD. It'll make you feel better down there. And uh, so this is very good. They have somebody uh, did a did, they did a compilation of our best stuff or what? Yes. What? So they're doing compilation CDs. You can download the CD image, even the label to print so on the ISO CD. And you make your own. Okay. Here's yes. an interesting thing. I've thought about this. Although it's even cheaper if you go to a manufacturer because they're only like fifteen cents a piece. But if you go to, for example, it's weird because in certain Asian cultures, the Koreans in particular, especially Koreans, Amer- Korean Americans, there's a giant Korean supermarket that's down on the peninsula. It's a fantastic place to shop called Hankook. And uh, it's, it's huge and it's just really a gorgeous shop. It's a gorgeous store. It's a big supermarket, big. And outside they have, you know, where you have, normally you'd have... Uh, Outside of certain kinds of stores, there's free newspapers. The shopper used to be in, you know, or the Bay Guardian. You'd have these little things you open up. Outside of this place, there is just racks and racks and racks of free CDs. Free? The kind of like yeah, the, just CDs laying there. Oh, kind of like the postcard business where there's free postcards. Yeah. So you, yeah, exactly. Without the stamp on them. Yeah. So there's all these free CDs, and yeah, you could grab a few of them, and they're they're either the promoting real estate sales or somebody's church, or there's a lot of different stuff on these CDs. They're they're very poorly. I mean, they got a label on this desk that's like on this pretty cheesy. No one's actually done a really good CD. At the, and I've always thought about just taking a handful of no agenda CDs and just and dropping them off them there in the Korean store, get some Korean listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Or they'll wind up using them as coasters, either one. Well, if, you know. Anyway, so, so there's a Sandy Hook audio CD that was released January 15th. Contextual analysis of the media coverage of the Sandy Hook school shooting, which I think is great, actually. I love that. And so, you know, if you go to noagendacd.com, you'll see. And um, so they're just they're just starting it up. And I you know, with these things, I always get very excited. Uh, I'm always, uh, you know, very excited people start these things. It's very hard for them to... Uh, to keep it up, I, we've noticed this because uh, you know, like doing this show, you know, it's it turns out it's you know we make it look easy perhaps, but it, there is actual work involved, and a lot of it is tedious. Quite a lot yeah, of it is tedious. Well, I was a few minutes late today, as a matter of fact, because I got stuck on some rabbit hole that I was hoping I could <laughs> leverage, and then it just as usual. Yeah, I know. How many times do you slip into the hole, and it's like nothing to see here? Except yeah, ra- and you ra- climb out all dirty. <laughs> this rabbit poop. It's like, hey, I got something down here. What's in the hole? Oh, never mind. It's just rabbit poop. Yeah, <laughs> it's like happen. Uh, that's that's the stuff that you don't hear about on the show. Let's. Uh, do we have a? I think we have one person to thank. An executive. Yeah, we have uh, one executive producer. Yeah, uh, Dame Kathy. Uh, Kathy Lee Simonich nice. in West Chicago. Nice, thank you, Kathy. Uh, she came in with uh, with the show number four eighty two, which is a great show number. And she says uh, Jamal Axel and <laughs> Manishai, Man- Manisha, Manisha. Jamal Axel. <laughs> oh no, we got like kind of like black names here. <laughs> oh, nice. Jamal <laughs> Axel and Manisha. We're Cosby kids now. Sir Greg and I, Dame Kathy, thought uh, the last few shows have been outstanding. Outstanding. Apparently nobody else thinks so, especially I like the insight regarding bond versus U.S. and weather is climate flim-flam. In that regard, we'll take a climate gate and shut up. It's science for us and a karma for you. 
By the way, Illinois is one of the least free states of the union, <laughs> according to the Mercatus Center of Freedom or the Mercatus Center Freedom Index for 2011. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, no. We hope to move out of this corrupt state. <laughs> Keep right. up the good work. Right on. Here we go. To the gate, to the gate, to the climate gate. Shut up already. Science. You've got karma. That is actually a very nice combo. I liked it. I wonder when, how long it's going to take before uh, Kiki gives us a you know, just, cease and desist. Can, can you guys stop playing that? No, I want to cease and desist. I, I mean, I would think it's a compliment. No, it but, is a compliment. It's a huge compliment. And she gets called called on. Like, there's not a show that we when we introduced it that somebody hasn't requested it. Yeah, it's it's it is it's number one with a bullet at and, the moment. Because people do get tired of these things. Oh luckily. yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> we and particularly we get very tired of these things after a while. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, thank you uh, very much, uh, Dame Kathy. Highly appreciate. Uh, and of course, once again, it's always the the knights and the dames who come in on these slow months and help us out. But um, I guess you know that's why they're knights and dames is they they feel the responsibility uh, to help keep uh, propagating the formula, uh, although it's uh, a rough one today. Yeah, can we mention to people to go? Please go to dvorak.org slash na. I don't know if any are you listening. Is anyone out there listening? Uh, dvorak.org slash na. Channel dvorak.com slash na. Noagendanation.com and noagendashow.com. Yeah, I'm reminded a little bit of, you know, one of the things that happened, I think, that, that's killing us is the, uh, you know, during an election, there's a lot of action. The politics yeah. is in the news. It's on the, you know, in the media. And, they, and we talk a lot about politics and, yeah. and current events. Yeah. And once the election's over, John Stewart show is like just cooking along during the pre-election, during, you know, before the before November's election, right, and right, then right. once the election's over, people take him off the DVR, and his yeah. ratings just fall through the floor. Yes. It takes him months to recover. Yeah, yeah, but but he still gets a paycheck. Yes, yeah. Well, he's not begging for money <laughs> because you know they got uh, really? the Comedy Central. They got you know like some other things that pick up. Yeah, the he, slack. Has, he gets two million dollars a year, which is <sighs> really uh, yeah. Wow, two million dollars a year. Yeah, he was getting a million about five years ago, and now he's up to two. How do you know that? He may be getting more. How do you know this? How do you know these? Uh, how do you have you this read factual? the trades? It's in there. Oh, the trades. Like Vanity the Fair? Trades, you know, trades. It have, is it in van- uh, Variety? Is that it? Variety? Variety. variety. Hollywood Reporter. There's still stuff sold in there. Well, um, great. I'm so happy for him. Former colleague, John Stewart. And thank you, um, uh, uh, all executive producers as always, uh, but only uh, Dame Kathy for today. Uh, and yes, let me uh, give you the uh, the website one more time. Also, check on your monthlies, people. They do cancel this, and they just send you a note when saying that we canceled. We did not cancel. Uh, it just gets bopped off. So please, re- a lot of them never get a note. Yeah, that's even. And by worse. the way, half the people that are on our our mailing list never open the email, and I'm sure that PayPal has the same situation. <laughs> hey, and thanks for that. Dvorak.org. And, of course, a lot of you are actually broke, so the only thing you can do is propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Don't bet on it, citizen. Don't bet on it. That's a good one. <laughs> That's nice. Sir Gene sent me that today. I, I so so I have um, 
Can I do a little bit of Euroland stuff just to kick it off? Because I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking like, wow, what can we do to increase you know uh, the support for the show? I'm like, well, let me do some Euro news. I mean, it, it's all kind of been the same over and over, and obviously, you know, there has been a lot going on here in the in the United States of Gitmo Nation. Um, I have two things. Uh, first one is a. Uh, a quick little report. Uh, actually, it started an interview with the BBC, and uh, and this news, I think, is starting to spread out across uh, Euroland. This is the president of the International Red Cross. His name is Dacord, which is French for okie-dokie. And uh, he uh, sees a coming wave of violence across Europe. It's true. If you look around the world, what we can learn, I'm, I'm working at the Division of the International Committee of the Red Cross, dealing in a way with issues uh, uh, with violence and war around the world, like Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, or North Africa. And what we have seen is, in most of the country, violence sometimes come not because of political problems only, but also sometimes of very basic problems. I do believe that in Egypt, for example, Tunisia, one of the drivers of the revolution was the price of the food. And and also the fact that for a lot of young people there was no future, no options. I would then be careful that to compare it with Europe, but we can at least learn something out of it. And one thing is, when you have a large numbers of young people, educated, unemployed, and at the same time with not real options in front of them, yes, you could have absolutely violent situation. And we've seen it for different reasons in Europe over the last few years. And we need to be ready to adapt to our response to that. Because that there's lack of qualifications, the lack of prospects that could spark uprisings on the scale of the Arab Spring? Let's imagine, I don't think it's only lack, lack of qualification. I think it's the sense that a larger numbers of people suddenly feel that they are unfit for the society. And the perspective are that you will be unfit and there will be no space for you and no hope, no options for you over <laughs> the next coming decade. There you go, Europe. <laughs> no hope, no options. You got nothing going on. The robots are taking over. <laughs> well, this brings me... A little sidetrack. This brings me to this whole conversation. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Pentagon uh, decided in their infinite wisdom uh, in the United States to say, hey, you know, we can have women in combat positions. And this is, this is fascinating to me that no one sees clearly what is going on. Um, so like, here's a, here, and we know when McCain is in on it that it's a, that the whole thing is you know, is for no, it's just for money. It's a money grab because McCain's a part of it. I think it's the right thing to do. I support it. Uh, I just want uh, us all to make sure that the standards, particularly the physical standards, are met so that the uh, combat efficiency of the units are not degraded. But it's, uh, it's time to do that. The women have proven their enormous contributions they've made in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. This is this, the only reason that they're doing this is they need more warm bodies to keep their system running. You're not going to, you know, yeah, you might get deployed somewhere, but, you know, this the whole thing is th all of this can run autonomously. We don't need people anymore. We really don't. But in order to have jets still flying and in order to have tanks and submarines, all stuff we really don't need to go and kick someone's ass anywhere, we need bodies. You're just an, a... a 
a cog in the a wheel in the machine. Yeah, that's the lowest paying job, infantry. Yeah, but there's no. You're right. There's no. In fact, every we, when this came out, uh, sitting around the dinner table with the family, we also what what battles are we talking about? There's no front lines no, anymore. No, and and then you get. And by the by the way, the women when they first allowed them in the military, they could always be in. The, it was Clinton that passed at ninety two or ninety three passed the the rule that no women in combat. Did you know that? Uh, th- th- All this did was repeal the Clinton amendment. Well, you know, everyone was so distracted uh, thinking about his penis during his administration that no, the, the the media and of course we weren't doing this show never reported on any of like the whole Kosovo thing. You know, no one really reported on any of that properly. That's, I think Clinton did more damage than anyone will even know. Damn, yeah, I, yeah, I'm I mean, not going to argue serious. that. But anyway, so yeah, no, this is bogus. And, and then you get, you know, CNN. Oh, the women get to shoot a gun. I mean, so what? They can't, you know, let them shoot a gun. Great. But to, so here is another. By the, by the way, I do want to tease that I do have this interview with Dempsey. The head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, mm-hmm. who talks about modern war mm-hmm. and a few other things oh, nice. that he was nice. on this oh, the good. rock show, good. whatever it was. So, so now, of course, the conversation is going. <laughs> what is going to dominate the programming of your minds here is, oh, women, yes or no? Should we? Have? And, and everyone's complicit. Here's Soledad O'Brien, who John and I both know, and she's nice, but you know, I don't know what they're. I mean, she's not a journalist anymore. She's a complete shill. Complete shill. Kingsley, I'm going to give you the last quick question. I'm going to read a little bit from this colonel who said this. The Army is not a sociological laboratory. To be effective, it has to be organized, trained according to the principles which will ensure success. Experiments, blah, 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 are a danger to efficiency, discipline, morale, and would result in ultimate defeat. Is this essentially what you're saying? Now, this is very interesting because she does something on her show, which is her her thing, is she tricks people. She's tricking them. I'm going to trick you into saying something, and I'm going to expose it like like I'm a... I like it's Watergate. I, I want to go back to that quote I read you. You know what that was from? That was a guy in 1941. And that argument was about not allowing black people in the military. <laughs> that was his exact argument well, of why <laughs> blacks should not be allowed in the military. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. About women in the military. <laughs> it was a wee pull old quotes out. I mean, pulling an old quote from the 1800s and, you know, just tweaking it just a little bit and dropping it in like it was said yesterday. That stinks. Yeah, and they're like, ha I got I you. I like doing it, but it stinks. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing to do. But yeah, so this so this whole this whole conversation is, is just completely bogative outside of, you know, they just need warm bodies to occupy some seats so they can continue to make, you can't make jets if you don't train people to fly them. You know, you can't have all of this, you know, look at the, look at the contracts for bases and everything. You need actual people in the base when someone comes to check. You know, that's what you're for. Now, it's okay because that is apparently what we do in America, so it's fine. All right, let me get back to, uh, to Europe because something came to my attention, a, a piece of legislation, I'm sorry, not legislation, it is a recommendation um, that, and of course, as often happens in the EU system, these things do eventually become law. And this is um, a report of the high-level group on media freedom and pluralism. And guess who is uh, in this uh, group? 
Professor, uh, that, that crazy woman that's from England? No, no, no. So this is the what? What? What is this high level group? What does this mean? Uh, is Murdoch in it? <laughs> no, it's Professor Vyra Vikia Frigberga, Professor Herta Daubler Gmelin, Professor Luis Miguel Pulares Pasaro Maduro, and Ben Hammersley. You know Ben, ben Hammersley. Yeah, you know Ben Hammersley. No, it's like a blogger. No. Yeah, Ben Hammersley. Now, this is like, you got to look up Ben Hammersley. Ben Hammersley, he worked for O'Reilly. The guy has become a total shill for the EU. I mean, really, really bad. Yeah, Let look at check, him. Sorry, yeah, check this, check this Hammersley out. Ben Hammersley. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> he has blogged oh from God, Afghanistan. What a goofy looking guy. Yeah. Hammersley was embedded with the troops in Afghanistan for the Guardian. He's a Guardian writer. Um, BBC World, BBC Service, BBC Radio 4, Photography. Let me see. Uh, no, so Hammersley is has turned total shill with this report. He's a journalist, futurist, technologist. <laughs> yeah, so he is going he's to... He's a futurist, this guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's not only a futurist, he is a member of the high-level group on media freedom and pluralism. Get into that. That's pretty... It's pretty an awesome gig, right? He wrote a technical book for O'Reilly Media. He didn't work for O'Reilly. He, okay. He, he wrote a book. Yeah, for O'Reilly up here in Sebastopol, not Bill O'Reilly. No, no, I know. O'Reilly... Uh, oh, I know, but you can't just throw O'Reilly out there on a, on a, on a political oh, show. Oh, I'm sorry. There's this... nobody in their right... Oh. I'm I would sorry. normally I'm think sorry. of O'Reilly up here. I'm sorry. Is this a political show? Then I'm in the wrong place. I have to go. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong program. Hammersley is a fellow of the RSA. Yeah, what no, does that mean? The RSA? Uh, the Royal Societal Academy or something? I mean, he's, he's a... Royal Society for the Encouragement of R... Oh, uh, you're cutting out, Johnny boy. Hello? Hold on. What happened? Hello? Oh, internet connection problem. Is it mine? No. Oh, do we have a problem? Yeah, it was. In, it's a, that's funny. Skype said internet connection problem. Are you oh, back? Yes. I say it too. It says it on my machine. Yeah. I guess we had an internet connection problem. Huh. The net is down. Did we get. Uh, uh, I got another. We got down. <laughs> I'll give get you finish your little thing on Europe because I not, now it's making me itch because I got these, All right, these well, complimentary clips. I need I need your attention throughout this next bit, okay? And then you can do and then I'm going to shut up for as long as you want because I have the report here. <laughs> right, the report is titled "A Free and Plura Pluralistic Media to Sustain European Democracy." That's their report, okay. And I want to read okay. some. I want you to read some recommendations, and you tell me if if uh, our program is not going to be more important than ever after after these recommendations are implemented, because th th this is nuts. Uh, for improving the functioning of the single market, further harmonization of EU legislation would be of great benefit. Currently, the existence of divergences between national rules can lead to distortions in the framework of cross-border media activities, especially in the online world. It would be particularly important to adopt minimum harmonization rules covering cross-border media activities on areas such as libel laws or data protection. So this means basically we want some regulation when it comes to... This is about journalism, remember. This is about 
media and journalism. The high-level group calls upon the European and national competition authorities to monitor with particular attention under competition policy new developments in the online access to information. In other words, hey, we can't have people finding stuff out for themselves. We need to monitor and make sure that you know they're not getting too much info. Media literacy should be taught in schools starting at high school level is the recommendation. What is media literacy, John? Well, as soon as you said it, I was wondering what it was. Uh, <laughs> it's media a, literacy. It's a, it's a recommendation. Media literacy. I guess it, like listen to NPR, you know, and not don't listen to Fox. Be, um, media literacy. Oh, it's a recommendation. Hold on a second. It's Googleable. It's got to be. Let me Google it while you continue to read. EU political actors, I love it when they use that word, have a special... I mean, they're literally saying political actors, right? Have a special responsibility and capacity in triggering European news coverage. That's very interesting. Special responsibility and capacity in triggering European news coverage. The presidents of the EU institutions should regularly organize interviews with a panel composed of national media from across the EU. This format would have the advantage of not only increasing national coverage of EU affairs, but also making that coverage more pluralist, since the interviews to be broadcast or printed in the different member states would include questions from journalists from other member states. So what I read here is, there's some states in the union going, boo-hoo, no one pays attention to our news. <laughs> Well, no, you're boring and insignificant. And this is saying we have to do press press conferences where everyone comes and all the journalists come to, to get their talking points and get the memo all in one go. Okay. Media, Media literacy, literacy mm-hmm. which curiously is in the Wikipedia. Oh. It's a repertoire of competences that enable people to analyze, evaluate, and create messages in a wide variety of media modes, genres, and forms. Media education is the process of teaching and learning about media. It's about developing young people's critical and creative abilities when it comes to the media. Media education should not be confused with educational technology or with educational media. This is bullshit. (laughs) Surveys repeatedly show that in most industrialized nations... Children now spend more time watching television than they do in school or also on any other activity apart from sleeping. Media education has no fixed location, no clear ideology, and no definite recipients. It is subject to whims of a financial market bigger than itself. Being able to understand the media enables people to analyze, evaluate, and create messages in a wide variety of mediums. A person who is media literate is informed. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Well, of course, in order to uh, make sure this all happens and to reinforce European values of freedom and pluralism, the EU should designate. I always wait and say they should. You know, should is like, yeah, you should do that. You know, it doesn't mean you act, it just should. Yeah, yeah like, I should clean up my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should uh, go make a million bucks. The EU should designate in the work program and funding of the European Fundamental Rights Agency a monitoring role of national-level freedom and pluralism of the media. The agency would then issue regular reports about any risks to the freedom and pluralism of the media in any part of the EU. The European Parliament could then discuss the content of these reports and adopt resolutions or make suggestions for measures to be taken. 
That sounds really messed up to me. No soup for you. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. All right, let's go to some of the boxes. And you can you can uh, check out this document to show notes, 482.nashownotes.com. Um, more broadly, the EU should provide sustainable funding. So the state providing funding for studies on the changing media environment in order to provide a solid academic basis for policy initiatives in this field in the policing field of media. Recommendation. Any new regulatory frameworks must be brought into line with the new reality of a fluid media environment, covering all types of journalistic activities, regardless of the transmission medium. In other words, you think you're safe online? Forget about it. Recommendation. Journalists and media organizations should adapt their codes of conduct and journalistic standards to the challenges posed by a rapidly changing media environment. What does that mean? Well, in particular, they should address... Clearly, questions of source verification and fact-checking, as well as transparently regulating their relationship with external sources of news. Doesn't this not go exactly opposite to everything that journalism is about, John? Why don't you read it again, because it's it's a baffling uh, sentence. So, journalists and media organizations should adapt, uh, change, their codes of conduct and journalistic standards to the challenges posed by a rapidly changing media environment. In particular, they should clearly address questions of source verification and fact-checking, as well as transparently regulating their relationship with external sources of news. To me, it sounds like you have to prove your facts are coming from a source by revealing your source. I don't get that. I'm not seeing that. What are you seeing in that? I think it's just bulk. I think it's just a, <laughs> it sounds to me like just uh, a miscellany of uh, nonsense trying to minimize <clears throat> opinion journalism because it, because in other words, you can't, you can't deconstruct. I think what it's doing personally, and I think if you, I don't know what you're reading into, but what I'm reading into it is that is that you, you, they're trying to create a machine mm-hmm. that produces news that has a certain check boxes that, you know, it, it's been fact-checked cert, a certain way right, uh, right, against a right. certain basic uh, database of facts. I mean, ah, fact-checking. Ooh, I like that. You know, in other words, what what's what is the point of this? Because people fact-check anyway, but sometimes there's sometimes you extrapolate. You say, well, <clears throat> I don't know this for sure. But it seems to me that if you add A, B, and C and connect the dots, you're going to get D. And so you make the assertion that D is going to happen or could happen or is in the works. But with these rules, you can't do that because you have to fact check that assertion at the end. And if you can't, because it's the information that's not available to you, it could be hidden. It could be so. Secret. I think so. It means no anonymous sources, basically. No anonymous sources, no uh, right, right. no uh, opinion journalism. I there would say it would go. be minimized. Facts. Only facts, yeah. Well, facts. there should be streamlining and coordination of support and funding for quality journalism, John. <laughs> oh, yes. Europe Sign wa- me up. Yeah. Well, listen, this is, this is money in the bank. Europe-wide awards should be made available for talented journalists. <laughs> As opposed to the, if you got, hey, you got no talent. And those having <laughs> serious, and those having made significant breakthroughs. And addition, what is that supposed to mean? Money. It's money in the bank, dude. Oh, significant breakthroughs. Yes. 
An additional study should be commissioned on possible new forms of funding, more money, for quality and investigative journalism, including making use of new technologies such as crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is a technology now? Standing out there, I mean, the guy, the guy on the corner with his sign is crowdfunding. That's not a technology. It's called begging is what it is. It's crazy. So anyway, um, money for journalists, only if you're talented. That's what I'm reading there. You can't refute that, can you? No, sounds like it to me. Any public funding should Who be... Who says that someone's talented, though? That's the question. Oh, that would be the, the, the board, obviously. The it, death panel. <laughs> in order to build up cadres of professional journalists competent to operate in a rapidly changing media landscape or to offer them the possibility to do investigative journalism, journalistic fellowship should be offered to both entry-level and mid-career candidates. That's us, John. Who could take leave from their media organizations? Oh, universities and research centers could be set up. Resident journalists in residence. They do this already, for God's sake. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. All right, a couple more recommendations. There should be a provision of state funding for media, which are essential for pluralism, including geographic. Wait a minute. <laughs> How does state funding of journalism mean anything other than state-controlled media? That's pluralism, is what we call that, John. It's called geographical, linguistic, cultural, and political pluralism. So this is inter- this is an interesting thing here. There should be a provision of state funding for media which are essential for pluralism but are not commercially viable. The state should intervene wherever there is a market failure leading to the under-provision of pluralism which should be considered as a key public good. Wow. So so if if that is us. Hello. We are uh, we are doing pluralistic journalism, and we're failing at c- commercial viability. Can I have some money? Plural. I'm predicting I'll put, I could put in the book or not that pluralism is going to become the new multiculturalism. <laughs> Plural. Yeah, sounds good. Because it sounds more advanced. Oh, you're not very pluralistic, are you? Yeah. Well, you know. I've, Unlike Pluralism, pl- a noun, a condition or system in which two or more states coexist, a form of society in which minority groups maintain their independent cultural traditions. Balkanization, I think, is another way of putting this. So here's the meat and the potatoes. So they it. want they, they want France to have a, 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 a angry Muslim population. That's that would be a pluralistic situation. That is correct. Very good. Let's get that. Let's send them to France. All right, so here's the the payoffs. Of course, uh, all EU countries should have independent media councils. There we go. With a politically and culturally balanced and socially diverse membership. Nominations to them should be transparent with checks and balances. Such bodies would have competencies to investigate complaints but would also check that media organizations have uh, published a code of conduct. Media councils should have real enforcement powers such as the imposition of fines, orders for printed or broadcast apologies, or removal of journalistic status. <laughs> How can the you... licensing. This is licensing. This is licensing. Exactly. The yeah. national In other media... words, you can't just go do your own thing. You, you can't. can't be an investigator. You have, to be a, you have to be a mechanism, a yes. member of the state machine. You know, this is terrible. And this is like, you know, I have to, I, I always wonder, <laughs> I always like to put yourself in somebody's, you know, some other position. How would you feel 
you know, if you were in Germany in the 30s and this and this situation was occurring or you were just a member of any of the European states and Germany was doing their blitzkrieg, excuse me. And there was this war going on left and right, and it was building, and it was going to take over. You know, you live in Poland, you're going to be run by the Germans no, in no time. And and what did you what did you do about it? How did you think about it? Was it a good thing or a bad thing? Because there were plenty of Polish that cheered when the Germans took over Poland because they didn't want the Russians taking over it. I don't know what what they were thinking. Whatever the case is. This is going on right now. Yeah, this is happening before this is our a very takeover. eyes. Dude, and this pluralism is, bad. is the perfect thing to start promoting as a good thing. Pluralism, generally speaking, is a bad thing. I mean, in the United States, we had our rule was the melting pot. People can come from anywhere they wanted, but they ended up becoming Americans in different forms. But they were still Americans first. They weren't, you know, still thinking that you know that they. Although during World War II, there was the German Bunds, Bunds. That were clubs that were extolling the virtues of Hitler, uh, and that was like they were very German. This sort of thing was going on, and this is what we're seeing right here in some funny way. It's a, it's a complete takeover, and it's amazing to me that people are putting up with it. And worse, it's Ben Hammersley. He should be ashamed of himself. Deeply, deeply ashamed of himself that he put his name on this report. Blogger, new media expert, douchebag. Um, all right, last two. Member states should ensure that appropriate instruments are put in place for identifying those responsible for harming others through the media, even in the online space. Any Internet user data collection necessary for this purpose, however, should be kept confidential and made available only by a court order. Gulag people. That's. I mean, how can you how can you recommend that? <laughs> it's amazing. And 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 to, and to just to, just in case you didn't know that you were a part of the machine, you talented journalist. Compulsory damages following court cases should include an apology and retraction of accusations printed with equal positioning and size of the original defamation. Or presented in the same time slot in the case of radio or TV programs. See, this is um, this is politicians who uh, feel that they, you know, when they uh, they get a, a, an unfair shake, you know, so like, hey, you know, it's almost wrong about something. I want, I want the headline. I want the headline to be, I was right. I'm good. In addition to this and to a legally imposed right of reply, it should become accepted as a responsible practice among news media to also publish attractions and concerns of wrong and unverified information on the simple request of citizens providing justification to the contrary. And good luck with all of this. Ben Hammersley, hang your head in shame, dude. This is your state-controlled media. It's kind of the BBC, really, when you think about it. It's, they're basically just saying, hey, this is what the BBC does. Let's do this. So people don't realize it anymore. And even better, uh, in, in Gitmo Nation East, people pay for this privilege <laughs> through the TV licensing system. It's like, <laughs> can I please have some propaganda and can I pay for it? That would be awesome. Thank you. So, uh, well, that's a nice, depressing story. No, it's not. Question. Because th- th- if anything, it makes a case for the best podcast in the we can't handle everything. We're not going to be right about everything, but we're certainly going to give you a better diet than what I just read. That smorgasbord of poop 
is not what you want from your media. Talented journalists only, please. We're going to take away your journalist license. Show me your badge. Yeah, well, that's one of the good things about our uh, Bill of Rights, because the Constitution uh, makes everyone who wants to be a journalist a journalist without having to get a license. Oh, yeah, stay tuned to this bat channel. Well, yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> been trying, well, they're always attacking it. Yeah. So, meanwhile, talking about Europe, uh, I, don't know, this, I don't know if this was reported in the United States. I've been getting most of my news from CTV up in Canada. Yeah. And... and uh, just do the, you know about this, the Tina Turner thing? Yeah, I did. I read about it. But you got a clip, which is even better. And welcome back. Soul superstar Tina Turner is turning in her U.S. passport. The legendary singer has decided to become a, a uh, citizen of Switzerland. That's a country that she's uh, called home for quite some time now. Tanya Rivero has more on the story. It appears love has a great deal to do with Tina Turner's shocking decision to trade in her U.S. passport for Evan. a Swiss one. My Evan, my friend. The global superstar has lived outside Zurich for the past eight years with longtime partner, German record exec Erwin Bach. She told a German paper, I'm very happy in Switzerland and I feel at home here. I cannot imagine a better place to live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, first of all, let me just remind you, it's Annie Mae Bullock, okay? It's not Tina yeah. Turner. It's Annie Mae from... Uh, so so we don't want to run that story too much in the U.S. of A because you don't want to give anybody any ideas. No, that would be and they went into an analysis. Well, maybe it's because of the new Obama tax. It's not, it wasn't the amount to a hill of beans for all practical purposes. But there's still, you know, there's, we don't really want to even discuss the idea of people. And people have done this. I know a number of people have actually moved to Switzerland and, and become Swiss. Yeah. So, so they kind of found a clip in this last Brian Williams show that just ran the Thirty Rock or Rock Center or whatever the hell it's called, this news show that runs uh, ran last night. And I, it seems to me that this was dropped in because it really didn't fit in with the rest of the story. But this was dropped in as a as a kind of a uh, antidote. To what you just heard, and oh, I so just went, to distract people from uh, from Tina Turner, uh, uh, or from anybody even thinking of leaving <laughs> the United States. Fisherman across an empty swimming pool overlooking Los Angeles, he got reflective for a brief moment when he wasn't pitching a product. I guess I just needed to hear you say it's been a good American life. It has been a good. It's and been you a. You really are one of the great it, names. It, it can only happen in America. Um, I'm indebted. Uh, I'm indebted to the country uh, for allowing me to do what I've been that able was to do. Thing. I was going to ask you: What would Ron Popeil's story have been possible anywhere else? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, they they only messed that thing up a little bit. That 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 report was not done properly. Okay. Yeah. Where was the music? Oh, no, I know. This was thrown together at the last minute. I'm totally sure of it. It's totally crap. No, you, you, but, like, but wait, but let's just take a look. Yes, John, I want to hear about... Uh, <laughs> please. Actually, can you play the, play the clip again with that yeah. little music in the background? Okay, hold on. Let me just... 
And we now go to our correspondent, Brian Williams, with Ron Popeil, American hero. Fisherman across an empty swimming pool overlooking Los Angeles. He got reflective for a brief moment when he wasn't pitching a product. I guess I just needed to hear you say it's been a good American life. It has been a good... It's been a, you really are one of the great it, names. It, it can only happen in America. Um, I'm indebted... Uh, I'm indebted to the country uh, for allowing me to do what I've been able to do. That was another thing I was going to ask you. What, <laughs> would Ron Popeil's story have been possible anywhere else? I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't bet on it, citizen. <laughs> All right. Very it's funny. Much better. Yeah. No, it works. Yeah. So any so the, so the, here's the irony of that story. Ron Popeil made millions of dollars selling nothing but junk. Yeah, plastic junk from China, probably the, the fishing junk rod of the highest order. The stuff you spray on your head to make you look like you got hair. Uh, Idiotic products that didn't so, benefit well, the on, nation whatsoever. How can you say the guy? But believe me, but the, but but having a hand chopper, you know the, the original <laughs> chopper chopper thing, and all the rest of it, just it's just junk. Okay, first of all, Ron Popeil, uh, his most his most famous product was the collapsible fishing pole, uh, which you could take along in your briefcase in case you like had an urge to go fishing. <laughs> right, I remember that, <laughs> and it was the Popeil fishing rod. But, of course, only in America are there slaves stupid enough to buy these things. So he is right. He's, he's like, he's like, could this have ever, could this, could your story have been any other but an American story? And he's going like, hell no, there's no one as dumb enough than to buy my shit is here. That's how it is. Although I've seen Telcel over there in Europe, man. Yeah, they're learning. They're learning Yeah, quick. no, well, they're getting there. They're getting there, yeah, yeah. Um, good. Since we're on underreported news, I do have the, did you hear about the Cairo's completely, it, you, during the the Arab Spring has nothing on what's going on in Cairo now. Play the Cairo riots underreported. 38 people are dead after two days of clashes in Egypt. <laughs> Flames poured from a school behind the American University in Cairo. It's near Tahrir Square where anti-government protesters clashed with riot police for a second day. Yeah, well, there's no reason to report on it because... It's like it, it's 30 six, dead so far? Success. This is exactly what we want. And it's, then Egypt, too, which is just like they're just rioting for no apparent reason, too, which if you play the second clip. Uh, okay, hold on. 27 people died today in Port Said after angry relatives and residents went on a rampage after a judge sentenced 21 people to death over a soccer melee last year that killed 74 fans. <laughs> what, so, I think, what I think this is, Holland or something? They're dropping left and right. <laughs> they're dying in riots. And I, mean, I don't remember how many died in the original Tahrir Square, but I don't think it was no, as many as they're, they're no, dropping no, now. No, 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 no. There was a, they, uh, and it's not covered. They grab the journalist. No, they don't, it's not necessary because the, it's already done. It's on fire. That's what we want. We put our guy, our a hole shill Morsi. We put him in power, and he's and he's arranging everything. You know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and everyone. They're buying everything up over there. They're buying up all the companies. You know, investing billions of dollars. It's all set. You know, we don't care. This is just people. It's, they're Egyptians, no less. <laughs> Pyramid builders. We don't need Crazy them. Egyptians. We don't need them. Please. 
Please. So that was all of Hillary Clinton's work, which, uh, by the way, that rant, uh, Arsonomics put my, uh, <clears throat> your question to my Hillary rant to a video, which I put in the show. It's pretty good. That's one of my better ones. I'm not really good at rants, but that was a, uh, that was kind of good. And he did the whole video. Yeah, one of our, uh, Sergio, uh, sent in a note asking, you know, uh, one of my editors at the Dvorak uh, news blog yeah. said, uh, Talking about you know what did Hillary do? What did she do? She didn't do anything, and we should, and he said we failed to mention that she's the one who, who was uh, on duty when the uh, WikiLeaks thing blew up in their face. I mean, this, nobody even mentions that anymore. But even though that's her, you know, in some ways, you know, all the stuff that's in there is her fault. Well, it, I don't fault or her doing. Her <laughs> I mean, doing. I mean that that whole WikiLeaks thing is just propaganda. It's just pro- this it's all it is it's just it's you know we know that we we've discussed that ad nauseum so i'm so i'm watching a uh an old document well it's one of these there's a couple of stations on the dish network that are kind of interesting rfd tv and rural what's R- and the, what's rfd rural. is it rfid no TV? rfd rural free delivery t is it rfd like a rfd post office box Never heard of that. You never heard of rural free delivery? No. It's like one of the main things that took place, I guess, in the early part of the last century, which is they allow mail to go out to post office boxes in oh. the middle of nowhere. Okay. Anyway, RFD. Never heard Look of it. Look it up. Never, yeah, it never up. heard of it. Interesting. So um, they had a, they do a lot of these crazy little documentaries about trains. <laughs> which I seem fascinated with. And so they, there was a 50th anniversary, I guess it was in 2009, of the diesel electric, the first real diesel electric trains, which revolutionized train travel. How did the, how, what is the diesel electric? The diesel electric is essentially all the rails. If you see a train go by and it's got a diesel engine in front, it's actually it's a, it's like a hybrid car. It's a, only it's run all through electricity. The diesel engine generates the electricity, wow. and then it goes to uh, electric motors that power the thing. Okay. And this revolutionized train uh, trains because of the maintenance is low, and they didn't you didn't have these horrible one of one off steam engines, and the steam engine period was you know died because of these things, and it was a major change in the in the society, and that was never celebrated. Can I ask a question? Why is the uh, it, is it that much more uh, efficient to use the instead of using the combustion of the diesel engine to charge up the uh, uh, the generators? Why is why is that more? Why is it the revolution? Why not just take the combustion from the diesel engines and you power it that way? Because you can't get the wheels to turn. You'd have to have so much gearing. Ah. It would be a you have a transmission problem. It would be this transmission would be bigger <laughs> than the engine. Pop the clutch, the- Bob. <laughs> is the problem. Okay. All right. Got it. Thanks. And the little electric motor, you know, it's great. Right. So anyway, <laughs> so there was a little bit that I clipped out of this. This, uh, and I was the first thing I thought of when I was watching. I was watching it with Buzzkill Junior. And it, it said, I just said Boeing. There's a there's a, a little note in here that just reeks of Boeing because apparently the problem that all these manufacturers had. Uh, in all the years that they were building these crazy trains, uh, was getting the quality right. And just play this clip here. It's the clip which why I got it spelled wrong. It says the clip is called "Why Did Boeing I, Think of This?" I got it. 
1937, six cab and booster sets were produced for the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. These were the first road units built at LaGrange. With the entire locomotive and machinery constructed in the new factory, EMC was able to eliminate outside contractors for its major components and thus attain total control over production quality. <laughs> that's the American system right there, man. Yeah, and that's what they were doing because they didn't have total control over production quality. And Boeing, in all its wisdom, decides to reverse this trend because they were building those Everett yeah. Washington in these places. They were building those things right there. That's but so no, funny. let's do, let's some some bonehead that just graduated from <laughs> with his MBA from That's from funny. Harvard decides to go the other way. That's funny. Hello. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, I was watching the uh, the president uh, this morning. Uh, he has you know he has a little he has a podcast. You know that. He has a, yeah, something, and I understand you subscribe to it. Yeah, I do. It's on. Uh, it's a. Uh, he has an RSS feed. Doesn't work very well, uh, so I usually catch it on the YouTube's. Yeah, it's his uh, his weekly address, and um, it kind of took me down a little rabbit hole, which I want to share with you. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hey, buddy. Here in America, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's saying hi. Hi, everybody. He's saying hi. Listen. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Listen to his voice. Is I think it's completely shot either from uh, all the inaugural ball festivities. Uh, or from uh, drinking, uh, or maybe he has the flu. Here in America, we know the free market is the greatest force for economic progress the world has ever known. That's right. Ever, 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 ever. ever but we also ever. Ever. know the free market works best for everybody when we have smart, common-sense rules in place to prevent irresponsible behavior. Does it sound like he has a He's cold? Got a cold. You're right. Cold. He's got a cold. I think he has the flu. I think he, he has might. the flu. Yeah. That's why we passed tough reforms to protect consumers and our financial system from the kind of abuse that nearly brought our economy to its knees. Now, words matter. Listen to what he's saying. And that's why we've taken steps to end taxpayer-funded bailouts. We've taken steps to end. We haven't ended it. We've taken steps to end. This is very important you listen to what the man says. We're not ending any tax from the, you know, the taxpayer-funded bailouts. We're taking steps, little baby steps. And make sure businesses and individuals who do the right thing aren't undermined by those who don't. Do the right thing. But it's not enough to change the law. We also need cops on the beat to enforce the law. And that's why, on Thursday, I nominated Mary Jo White to lead the Securities and Exchange Commission and Richard Cordray to continue leading the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So Richard Cordray, we've already looked at extensively. He is the guy who, uh, he's actually a, um, a counterterrorism expert. He is not at all, uh, if you look at his uh, biography, and his wiki page, he is, besides the fact that it doesn't mention his height, um, he is not like some, you know, like uh, some crusader for uh, the American people. He wrote the book on terrorism, that terrorism, homegrown terrorism comes from people uh, not having job and prospects. That's the book he wrote. So he, all, he's, all he's interested in is, you know, are you going to become a lone wolf terrorist? He doesn't give a crap about protecting you. But this Mary Jo White is very, very interesting. And what I really thought was funny is during the ceremony where the president uh, announces Mary Jo White, who is about two feet tall, and uh, she looks like the judge on Boston Legal. Have you ever seen that show, Boston Legal? Yeah, that you know that little that the actress, the little tiny with the with the squunched up head. Ow! Ow! Shit! Ow! Ow! Fuck! Ow. 
Was that the uh, Central Security Services? <laughs> I had a, got a cramp. I got a cramp in my leg. It was really bad. How'd you get a cramp in your leg? I don't know. It's like poison oysters. I don't know. Uh, all right. So, she, so she's really, really, she's a little trolly looking. I'm looking at her now, yeah. And uh, But the president is announcing her, and there's a fly buzzing around his head. Landing, oh, I saw that. It's landing hilarious. on his head. And it completely distracts him because he has he has like this completely bogative douchebag speech about her, which will just pull apart because and he, could, he was so distracted he couldn't read the prompter and everything falls apart with this fly. I am nominating Mary Jo White to lead the Security and Exchange Commission and Richard Cordray to continue leading the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. <laughs> he can't read now because the fly is... <laughs> it's hilarious. Financial... Uh... Uh, this guy's bothering me here. This guy's bothering me here. Hey, this guy. Does he know it's a guy? Drone him! As a young girl, Mary Jo White was a big fan of the Hardy Boys. I, I was too, by the way. What the hell does that oh, mean? Crap. What and does why, that what mean? What is the point? The Hardy Boys, first of all, the significance of the Hardy Boys, I mean, I'm barely old enough to remember the Hardy Boys. And, I mean, why, and why wasn't she a fan of Nancy Drew? You know why? And then for him to say, "I was a fan of the." How about the Happy Hollisters? I mean, how about some references, Prez? Yeah, um, yeah. As yeah. an adult, she's built a career. The Hardy Boys could. He's completely flummoxed. He's no, flummoxed. He's, he's, he's flummoxed. He's flummoxed. You're like, "Whoa, crap!" I I I just threw in a Hardy Boys thing, and uh, now I'm screwed. Oh. Only dream of. Uh, over a decade as a U.S. attorney in New York. She helped prosecute white-collar criminals and money launderers. Mm -hmm. In the early 1990s, she brought down John Gotti, the head of the Gambino crime syndicate. And she brought to justice the terrorists responsible for bombing Terror. the World Trade Center Terror. and the American embassies in Africa. Terror. So I'd say that's a pretty good run. You don't want to mess with Mary Jo. Yeah, except, unfortunately, that's all about what she did in the 90s and not what she did for the past 10 years. And the past 10 years, Mary Jo has been chair of the litigation department of Debevoise and Plimpton. A very interesting little law firm, prominent international law firm based in New York City. The firm is regarded one of the most prestigious and selective in the nation and ranks among the most successful firms globally, i.e. she's a multimillionaire. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Debevoise, is that how you pronounce it? Debevoise? Debevoise has been a long-established leader in corporate litigation and large financial transactions. In recent years, its practice has taken on an increasingly international component. The firm currently employs 650 uh, lawyers in eight offices throughout the world. Uh, essentially, our uh, Mary Jo, who was bringing down John Gotti, uh, has pretty much been protecting all of the Wall Street banks and their uh, operators for the past 10 years from being thrown in jail. I mean, how did, did she? I mean, John, do you think that she just flipped? All of a sudden, she became a hardy boy? Like now she's on the good side? I mean, what, how, this is such an insult. <laughs> Clients, AIG, American Airlines, American Express, BNP, Paribas, the Carlyle Group, Clayton, uh, the Coca-Cola Company, CNN, Delta Airlines, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Kelso and Company, MetLife, uh, and, uh, Providence Equity Partners, Prudential Financial. 
Siemens, Shell Oil. I mean, please. She, her job has been, it, it, in fact, it even says in, uh, I'm sure someone put that in, in there just to, to mess with her on her wiki page. I'm just going to go to it right now, see if it's still there. Um, it says on Mary Jo's wiki page, for the past 10 years, she's been chair of the litigation department of Debevoise and Plimpton. Among other duties, she has used her influence and connections to protect Wall Street CEOs from prosecution. <laughs> and then, uh, and then there's a link to uh, a Rolling Stone article, of course, Matt Taibbi. Um, it says, uh, why isn't Wall Street in jail uh, from 2011? Uh, where he goes quite in-depth into Mary Jo and how she and her firm specifically are keeping the uh, Wall Street bankers out of jail. And this is our nominee for the SEC for fraud? Wow. I mean, that's that's just like, hit me in the mouth, would you please? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's a shock to anybody that Obama is essentially owned by the banks. And the insurance companies. But people do need to know this. I mean, this... It, it, Can't remind them enough. Excuse me, was this in the Wall Street Journal? Did you have the New York Times there? Did it say, Mary Jo White, by the way, the woman who spent most of her time keeping CEOs out of jail? Does it say that in the New York Times? I'm not seeing it. Because if so, we'll have to take away their journalism license. Because they, they, you know, they're just oh, saying... No, no, they, no, no. They, they would get the journalism license <laughs> for not saying So back to the president's show... I always love it when he tells me what his top priority is. What is, the, what is the number one thing the president has to do? He just took the oath, I think. Didn't he just? Yeah, he just took the oath. What, what does that oath say again? Well, he's supposed to defend the Constitution. As president, my top priority is simple. To do everything in my power to fight for middle class families and give every American the tools it's, they need to reach the middle class. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> hey, you, obviously, he, he must be talking about both the poor and the wealthy. There's no other way. I mean, he's saying to poor people, hey, if you have YouTube right now, you're on your way to the middle class, my friend, because this is not about money. It's about having cool stuff. So we'll get you an iPhone so you can be in the middle class. And you rich who don't play ball, yeah. you're going to your head here, too. <laughs> you're going down. You're, you're on your way down to iPhone, baby. That so means bringing in shut up. people like Mary Jo and Richard, whose job it is to stand up for you. It means encouraging businesses to create more jobs and pay higher wages. Oh. And improving education and job training so that more people can get the skills that businesses are looking for. And my favorite, which has now changed a little bit. It means reforming our immigration system and keeping our children safe from the menace of gun violence. It's the menace of gun violence. It used to be the horrors. Now it, it used to be shielding our children from the horrors of gun violence. Now it's keeping our children safe from the menace of gun violence. I, I mean, menace is, I think that's downgrade, isn't it? I think gun violence just got a downgrade. Mm. Menace. I'm not sure what he's getting at. Like, yeah, yeah, like Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace wasn't a terrorist. He was a menace. What? Okay. <laughs> Dennis the Terrorist. <laughs> well, let me just see. Menace dictionary. Let me, let me see. What, what, is the, what is the word menace? Definition. Possible danger. <laughs> Dennis the terrorist, right? We should remake that show. A threat. The act of threat. A troublesome or annoying person. There you go. To utter threats. To constitute a threat. Eh. Dennis the terrorist. <laughs> Funny. And then, and then, and now, okay. <clears throat> so, you know, the president's not feeling well. He's got the flu. You know, his wife's bitching at him. Who knows what's going on in his world? 
Um, he has to do this stupid video before the weekend because he does it on Fridays. And he's already done eight takes because, you know, it, it, you can tell they, they always chop these things together. And by the way, it's a podcast. This is what he's saying. It's a podcast. Why do I have to do this crap? I'm the president. And so yeah, actually, I think he has a point. Yeah. So he flubs this line and and I can just see everyone going like, no, don't, don't, just don't, just let it go. Just let it go. No one will know. No one watches. Don't worry. Don't curry and Dvorak. Oh, so the editors, they're getting tired of this bull crap. <laughs> Not the editors, the producer. Yeah, the producer. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the president and he's looking at you like, you know, this is the guy who's like reads Hardy Boy novels. You know, you got to be careful of this dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so listen to how he, uh, <laughs> what he does here. I don't, this is the word. This is like, he's like Stewie. Now our president is now Stewie. Balanced way by making necessary reforms and asking every American to pay their fair share. I'm honored and humbled to continue to serve as your president. <laughs> I'm honored. He's honored? <laughs> he's like, he's like honored. <laughs> Stewie, I get it. Yeah. Right. I'm honored. Well, why are you pronouncing it like that? What? 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 I'm honored. <laughs> honored. I'm honored. Wheat. And humble. <laughs> Wheat. I'm honored. Listen to it again. It's the craziest thing. I'm honored. <laughs> How can, I mean, and you know everyone's going like, oh, crap. You say it. I'm not saying it, man. I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to do it. Someone's got to be the a-hole And no one did it They let it slide They let the guy hang out there in the wind Oh yeah, I'd fire the producer If if Obama ever (laughs) ever listened to it himself He's like, hey, wait a minute What is that doing in there? He knows he did it He knows he did it He's like, look, he's looking at the YouTube number He's like, 1,500 people I don't care I really don't care I'm the president, man I'm like I, I got sworn in on Martin Luther King's Bible Give me a break they pay their fair share I'm honored And humbled <laughs> To <laughs> It's just I mean, this I'm, is this, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not reading I'm honored to be reading this to you <laughs> We're honored <laughs> Does he not know the word honor? Starts with an H uh, no. I'm honored. What is that word? <laughs> what is that word, honored? What, what is this honored we talk of? Who has honor these days? I mean, please. What is this honored stuff? Oh, well. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. You have to watch a lot of Family Guy to know that guy, because he only, I think he went through. Sorry. I had a jingle vomit. <laughs> Sorry. What did you do? I don't, just a whole bunch of jingles went off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Spontaneous jingle <laughs> explosions. There we go. John C. Dvorak. <laughs> what is that? It's all, the wrong, it's, it's, no pet it's all the wrong jingles. I think I'm honored here. I'm hosed. It's what I am. Oh. Hosed. Okay, let's try this one. There we I'm go. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. <laughs> Yeah, we have all of 16 donors. Yeah, thanks. I'm honored, by the way. I'm honored by the 16, but at least we should thank them. Honored and humbled by your support. I think at some point this year we're going to have to change the moment in which we allow where the minimum is for uh, for anonymous. I think I'm going to raise it to 69.69. Why is that? 
But because, you know, even though we only had 16 here to read, I think people don't are not enjoying this segment of the show, even though it's very entertaining. Yeah, Ivo Welton in an Arnheim. Evo. Evo in Arnheim, the Netherlands. Arnhem. This is what people don't enjoy. <laughs> no, I think this is the only this is the, thing they this enjoy. This is really what they do enjoy. I exactly. couldn't bear the thought of not donating any longer. Our amazing month-long trip to Gitmo Nation Sushi this summer had me living the dream of just getting by the rest of the year. Finally, resources are back to normal, and you guys deserve every penny. My first donation this year, so here's $150 wow, this Sunday's. Also, the 32nd birthday of my girlfriend, Karen Lambreski. Lambrechtse. 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 <laughs> Not Brechtse. Lambrechtse. There you go. So please, I, I, I spit all over the mic doing that. <laughs> so please give this amazing, you know, so Eric finally gave me a Christmas gift. Yeah, what was it? How to learn Dutch. Ah, oh, that's funny. And it says, and then the punchline is, I am Sterdam. Yeah, well, that's the, that, that is the slogan of, uh, they 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 ushered that in I think ten years ago. I Amsterdam. Yeah, it's like ha ha. It's a terrible pun. So please give this amazing woman a shout out in the birthday section. Looking forward to enjoy all the future personal topics on food, wine, farmers markets. Yo. Keep on going. No jingles. Just love. No homo. Greetings. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, funny farm there in the chat room. This is not begging time. And go away. This is value for value time, my friend. This is where people who value what we do show yeah, us the we love. We give them a call out. Is that yeah. a problem with you? Yeah. It's, it's who is that? Who is that? Funny farm f- with, with one bounce him. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I have power. Let me see. Well, somebody can bounce. Kick Funny Farm. It's even worse. If Foony. he was on Leo's chat room, he'd been out. Yay. before this. Yeah, I kicked him. I had power. I am a Nazi. Brown shirts here. Okay. Bro, cut at computer services in Pacifica, California. Hundred bucks. He's a de-douching in karma. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Wilford B. Kessler in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, 8888. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ho, 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 ho. I missed that one. You see, when it's so short, then everything goes by quickly. We're going to do our 8888. It's the 88s and the 88s, my friend. This is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the hands. Did you get the little... Pl- the little um, uh, Handmade uh, plaques and a little call sign printed on some three D printer from someone. Yes, I did. Um, it was it was a three. Yeah, it, um, it's a pink one and uh, and a green one. One says "In the morning." The other one says "Shut up already." It's science. And I saw it. It came in the mail. I'm like, there was no note though. There was no, no. note. Did you get that too? Yeah, and I also got my call letters. Oh, I didn't get any call letters. Oh, you poor thing. I didn't get call letters. I just got shut up at science, which, of course, everyone's like, shut up, Curry, it's science. Well, it's nice, but it was made on a 3D printer, right? It looked That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, well, I would say it was not the most expensive 3D printer. <laughs> it, was, it was a little rougher on the edges. <laughs> it was like, I, I can see this being like a cheap 3D printer. But, but it's just kind of nice. I think you can sand it down and make it, you know, so it looks but slick. I, but I did not, uh, I did not get my... Uh, That's because you, you don't get go, you know, Kevin Johnson's six liquid natural gaths enough. KF5. I give mine. Well, I, I here. That's my call letters right there, baby. As always, thanks for what you do. Uh, this could have been the guy who printed our stuff. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, 
I would like to remind all the No Agenda hams out there of Gitmo Nation, Echo Link, Node 3373, KJ6LNG, stopping by sometime would be a nice surprise. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, let me know what model radio you have. I'll be happy to send a nifty easy guide for it. Uh, just a general shot of karma, please. You've got karma. And, uh, I've, you know, it's... I've no, not, I, I was Adam. I just want to give me the codes. No, no, I, no, no I just want to say one thing. No, 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 I'm not bitching at you. I have not. I've I've given a call out once or twice on the Echo Link repeater, and then you know there was no one there. Um, but my my all of my stuff is down because we're packing up the house, so I had to take down. You know, I only have one antenna left. <laughs> Vicky's like, "What's that? Can you remove that wire?" I said, "No, honey. That is my. That's my 30 meter antenna." You can't you can't take down that. It's like that's my NFED Zeppelin wire. So I've had to take down the uh, all other things, and then you know, and we still don't have a house, by the way, because um, in a few weeks, then we literally are, are going to be somewhere or homeless or whatever. Um, and then I'll get it back up, and then I'll get the the repeater working. But I, it's just like I, I haven't been able to check in. That's uh, that's the that's the problem. Although I see the daily Morse code goes out, and sometimes it's like that's like forty or fifty minutes. It's like there's some cool talk on that. DailyMorseCode dot com. Check it out. Sixty nine, sixty nine, dudes. And we begin our sixty nine, sixty nine segment with good old uh, Dame Joan Dodafrey. Right on. In Morgantown, your neck of the woods, That's West right. Virginia. That's right. But you may have to move back to 6969. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys. I think you guys are hilarious. But now I'm worried if I might have a PBA. <laughs> That's for sure you got PBA. Have some cough syrup. And the PBA, by the way, I think they do have the PBA tournament on the ESPN2. <laughs> Either way, if I'm laughing out loud, all is well. But if I start crying, having crying outbursts, I'm not going to donate anymore. Love you guys either way. <laughs> okay. The crying. We don't really provide a lot of. We make everything light. Yeah, we make the worst part of the news light. That's the whole point. It's like it's. it's yeah, it's. You should and be. There's nothing you do about it. That's why I think you. You're probably doing that guy a favor. That, that you're kicking new him out. To get him to lighten up. Oh my! Yeah. Oh, t- totally. No, I. You mean the the new deep throat? Yeah, deep throat. Oh yeah, deep throat too. Oh yeah, now he's t- totally. But he, it was. It it really it uh, it saddened me a bit because he was he you know it's, you know it was so much just like he was like vomiting information at me and you know, I was like and you know and I'm just writing stuff down I'm like CSS what is this crap this Central Security Service I'm, I'm concerned about the new f- uh, homepage of the NSA that has CSS's in and co is co build yeah well, <laughs> it's like it's like a they're like a combo now yeah well but i think when did that I mean, it's beyond i mean the, these this, the, the, we have to look into this a little more well, he's not telling me just you know he's, he's telling me this stuff for a reason you know but but it was just he was so frustrated like finally you know and also took us two weeks to to connect in in the way that he felt secure and you know, i don't give a crap you know like pff, whatever yeah, this is what yeah which is why he had to take two weeks, because you <laughs> yeah. apparently don't give a crap. I was setting up all kinds of VPNs and, and servers and everything, and like, okay, 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 here we go, code names. <laughs> code names, what's your code name? Adam. <laughs> First letter of the alphabet. <laughs> That's my code name. <laughs> I'm Mod uh, Ulad in Landgraf. Landgraf, 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 that's Dutch. Yeah. 
When my friend told me about No Agenda, I was skeptical. I thought Adam Curry, the douche from the reality show? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> but I'm open-minded and gave the show a chance. I started with episode 426, and I have been hooked ever since. I would like to have a deduce for me for doubting your show and for doubting Adam. Can I also have a shut up slave, two to the head, little girl, yay. Keep up the great work and I'll try to keep up my donations. Greetings from Holland, the real Gitmo Nation. Yeah, well, you know that. Well, that's nice. That's always nice. And, and But this is... This is pretty much the response most people have when they when someone says that I'm doing something cool. Most people are like that douchebag, really? You know uh, that reality show. And people should realize this. Of course, reality shows are are designed to make everybody in them, and especially find a star douche, because people will flock to watch. That's exactly right. Um, so let me see. It's D. Did no karma? Just a D douche. Yeah, you better give him a karma. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Deduce, shut up, two to the head. Okay. <laughs> You've been deduced. Shut up, slave. Yay! You've got karma. A rare quattro. Yeah, not only that, but you nailed it. Sir Paul Vela in uh, the UK. I've been a listener since show one and to the DSC for some time before that. I've never missed a show and never will. Huh. You guys provide a great service and long may it continue. I spend my money wisely and I feel that keeping the show going is worth the occasional donation. It's become an invaluable part of my news gathering process. I've said it before, but a donation of this size, 6969, isn't much more than taking uh, the kids to see some 3D shit at the local cinema. <laughs> yeah, now you're talking. Exactly. And I certainly get more enjoyment from No Agenda. Just over a year ago, I asked for some surgery karma. I was just about to go into the theater for some serious surgery and not the movie theater, obviously, and generally didn't know if I'd live to listen to the Thursday show that week. The first thing I did in the recovery room was ask for my phone so I could listen to the latest No Agenda show. Right on. <laughs> I live. I need the show. <laughs> Excellent. I can state for a fact the second half of the show is much better when hooked up to a morphine drip. <laughs> a year on, and I'm on the best health of my life, thanks to No Agenda Karma, although I suspect my surgeon should probably take much of the credit. My business is just getting by, and since this is a huge achievement for a mere slave like me, I just thought I'd send some more No Agenda Karma, not for me, but for all the other slaves that listen to the show who aren't as lucky as me. Ah, that's beautiful. That's uh, Sir Paul from Gitmo Nation East. Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire. Right on, man. Good, glad to have you around. You've got karma. I live. Where's my phone? I gotta listen to No Agenda. What happened? That's pretty. That's pretty hardcore. Matho Phillips. It could be Matthew. I think. But it's Matto. 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 Matthew. Matthew. In Wyandotte, Wyandotte, Michigan, 6969. On show 383, Carrie Shun and I donated 6969 and then did it again on show 384. Though Shun got all the credit, <laughs> starting the current 99 show streak. <laughs> <laughs> she, had, she, had the, she had the better looking butt. <laughs> mm. She got all the credit for starting the current 99 show streak. That's amazing. I want to help bring it to 100, which 
Yeah, the next show is number 100 in the 6969 level. So I so let's get a bunch of boners out there on the 6969 train. Yeah. So so next so this will be our our kicker. The next Thursday show is the uh will be the 100th aniv- uh, show anniversary of um Swaz- 6969. Swaz- so we'll, we'll put that in the newsletter. We'll push that maybe we'll get some money. <laughs> Wait, so it's not about doing the work or anything. It's just like it's another anniversary. Yeah, I'm telling you know this is a, this is an issue. I know. I don't know what to tell I you. I know. I, I know. I, 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 brother, I hear you. It's not like we did any less work this week. No. In fact, we may have done more. And I was even late to the show because of the amount of work that was going into it. At least so far. Anyway, uh, back to this note. Uh, next show is show 100 in the 69.69 level, so I just get a bunch of boners, blah, blah, blah. Let's assume John Devortak pronounced my name wrong, even though I, ah, Matthew, it is pronounced Matthew. I got it right, and I was talked out of it. <laughs> he wants uh, Adam to, see, this is the problem, it's Adam. Can I just get Adam saying clippity-clop, <clears throat> clippity-clop, no jingle, just <clears throat> a good, deep-voiced Adam. <clears throat> clippity-clop, clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Like that? I think you uh, overmodulated. Clippity clop, clippity clop. Okay. It, does he want it more? Do you think I should do more like clippity clop, clippity clop? Like well, that? Well, if I was directing you. Yeah, which has which been very successful in my voiceover <laughs> career so far. I yes. would have you do it as a surfer. Hey, clippity clop, clippity clop. Yeah, well, not bad. Radu Part Purtuck. Uh, 6969 from parts uh, from Chicago. He's ra- he says he's rather from Chicago, Chicago fart nuts. I'll keep it simple. Karma works. The medical boards with karma wishes and they came true. Now, here's some love coming your way to help you find a new camp mofo. Um, karma to you, J&A. And one more thing, Johnny, tell the chat room to... Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. It cost us a lot of donations. I, I think so too. I, I, I am not the one to be swearing like a like a tr- like a trucker. Yeah, but uh, he wants me to tell the chat room to screw itself, as it were. Yes. Okay, where were we? Uh, Oliver Stanley in Aldershot, Hampshire, UK. Can I have some karma for my wife's new website, FunkyGlass.co.uk? Check it out. So I can stop working. Also, can you call out Uncle Marco as a douchebag? Douchebag. Okay, and give uh, his wife some karma. Yeah, hold on. I'm checking out funkyglass.co.uk. Why don't we give out the karma here? You've got karma. Haven't we seen this? Oh, Oh, this is nice. What is it? It's all kinds of, like, chick products you can buy. Chick products? Yeah. Glass rainbow. 18 pounds? Holy crap. Let's see. Oh, it is beautiful if you want a rainbow. Funky. Also, okay, it's all glassware products. So this is actually quite nice. Uh, this is If you're looking for a great gift, no, check it out, man. Let's yeah, see. but this is only for UK listeners. She's not going to ship over to here. It costs uh, too much. Look at the necklaces. They've got a pearly necklace. Does she do it with a, with a 3D printer? Glass beads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'd like some of them beads. <laughs> he needs them. I'll tell you, if anyone needs beads, it's you. Uh, Carl Barron or Sir Carl Barron to you out of Singapore. 
Greetings from balmy Singapore. It's uh, double nickels on the dime where I'm fleeing the depressingly dark and Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Country. Hold on. Hold on. We didn't close it out. 69, dudes. I'm sorry. We didn't close did out. Did you do the karma for his wife? <laughs> yes, I don't I, remember. Yes, I did. I did the karma. Oh. We forgot to close it out. There we go. Back to Singapore. Balmy. Okay. Back to Singapore. Balmy Singapore where he's fleeing the depressingly dark and cold European winter. Douchebag call out to people who are a year behind on the show. Douchebag. I always listen to the latest show first and fill out the old shows. This is my advice. Yeah. Well, I need <laughs> help to help asleep. fall asleep, <laughs> letting the knowledge seep into my unconscious. I guess the show plays while he's dozing off. I could also use some generic find the most obscure jingle on the soundboard karma. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Let me. Uh, the most. I'm just grabbing one, right? Karma. The weekly hooker report. <laughs> just, just at random. I mean, it's just that's at random. Pretty, that's pretty obscure. That's random. We have a, a weekly hooker report. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. Yeah, sure. I mean, if, if I just go and I just or hooker report, hooker. Hooky, hooker or hooker, 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 hooker. Oh, the weekly hooker report. Oh, yeah. I we mean, haven't done that for a while. Maybe well, that's the problem. We also haven't done. We haven't done that one in a while. William <clears throat> Bang. William Bagged and in uh, actually you haven't played Squirrel for a while and you stopped playing in the morning. I always do in the morning. In the morning. I always William Bagged and in Holland, Pennsylvania, fifty three twenty two. I've been listening since Adam denied the moon landing on Twitch and <laughs> Yay! haven't looked back. Right on, welcome. <laughs> come on, brother, come on in. I haven't donated until now, even with the immense amount of entertainment and enlightenment I receive in the morning. What a douchebag. Yeah, well, I'll have to give them to you. There you go. I took the advice of Adam on the TSA valet service and massage, not about, not about not eating tomatoes. And let me tell you that I will never go through airport security like any other slave again. My TSA masseuse was even kind enough to let me know that if, if the explosives detecting machine beeps multiple times, Sean Connery and the SWAT team would come bursting through the ceiling to take you out. <laughs> what a nice bedtime story from your uh, TSA masseuse. <laughs> anyway, I need a de-douching. Shut up at science. LGY, two to the head, getting laid karma. Okay, hold on a second. Now, this is a tall order. So it's a de-douching. Uh, shut up at science. LGY. You know what LGY? What's that? Little girl, yay. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Two to the head, karma. Okay, so let me just uh, deducing. I got to set it all up here. Deducing. Uh. You've been deduced. Shut up already. Science. Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> the karma misfired. There we go. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, it's too many. It's too many. It's too many because they come from. It's it's too many. It's just too many. Too many buttons to push. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Payne or Sir Kevin Payne to you and me in Richmond, Virginia, fifty sixty nine. I don't know if he sent us a note or not. uh, I probably should look. Um, I could take a quick look if I found anything. Well, Um, Kevin Payne. It's kind of an easy name to search on, which is yeah, Payne. Yeah, it's, it's just, like Max Payne. Eh, that was a shitty movie. Payne. Kevin Payne, to be ready with my donation on Thursday or whenever. 
from Sir Payne and the A from Alexander or from Richmond, Virginia. My, by the way, that woman that you were talking about that became the new SEC head, you know, she was raised in McLean, Virginia. Oh, yeah. She's, surprise. Wow. Really? Now, when you're out in Richmond, Virginia, you're probably not part of any network like that because it's out there in the middle of nowhere. My $50 check, my $50 check should arrive, blah, blah, blah. I would like to remind listeners of an easy and painless way to donate to the show that more producers should use. I use electronic banking, and it's very easy to set up a payment to an individual. If a corporation can be an individual, then so can no agenda. The bank, as you have stated before, creates a check and mails it straight to the no agenda mailbox. Unlike PayPal, the entire amount goes to no agenda. They do not skim off the top. They have much more creative ways of screwing us, They're talking about the banks. And they do not charge me postage. I get paid every two weeks, so I've set up an open-ended recurring donation that is sent on the day that my paycheck arrives. Wow. Automatic sending a financially painless amount, say $20 or any other amount, with each paycheck becomes easy. More listeners should use this method. F PayPal. <laughs> Finally, I love the Dr. Kiki clip. A little bit of vocal fry at the end is sexy. I didn't know what she looked like, so I creeped her picture using Google, and all I could say is, in the morning. Shut up already. It's science. <laughs> there we is, go. Is we're, she, we're, number, we're now Dr. Kiki's public relations arm. Is she a natural redhead? Uh I think she. I think she. She augments it, but I think she. I think she's red. Yeah, I think so. She, she has a kind of a face of a red. So she has no soul. <laughs> Shut up already! It's soulless. <laughs> uh, Susan Bell, Clarksville, Maryland, fifty dollars. Nichelle Moore, Nightdale, North Carolina, fifty dollars. ITM. Do you think all the lip sync attention Beyonce received is in response to the conspiracy theory about her fake pregnancy? Or just a media PR stunt for her upcoming album and Super Bowl appearance. Well, I, you know, I had an interesting conversation with one of our producers over the emails about this, and because the media, you know, is essentially just covering up. Because you, know, you asked the same question, John. You said, "Why is this?" Remember, it was breaking news. Remember that it was. Uh, was that on the last? Yeah, it was on the last show. It's like yeah, Wolf breaking Bitsa. news. Stop Break, the press. Breaking news. Hold on. I, I, I have a theory about this. I'm so I'm glad she brought it up. Let me just see if I can find. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, real news. Mm, anyway, doesn't matter. I can't find it. So it was like breaking news. All of a sudden, we have. Uh, it's really important that uh, we understand that Wolf Blitzer is learning that uh, Beyonce has been lip syncing. Woo, everybody! So what is this about? This is. They have to prove once in a while that they are investigative journalists. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it. You know what I mean? I, and, and I was like, you know, that really makes a lot of sense. And apparently, this producer had um, had actually uh, predicted this, and he showed me where he had. Uh, he has his own little like red book form or whatever. I said, look, I predicted exactly that it would be a major lip-syncing scandal because they need to, from time to time, they need to actually, you know, show that, hey, we're, we're journalists with something that, you know, you'll understand, right? Um, you know, you as a, as a stupid little slave. 
All right, we got some breaking news coming in uh, on uh, Beyonce and the lip sync scandal that's scandal. being called. Definitive information uh, now being learned by Jim Acosta. Jim, what are you learning? What are you learning, Jim? What are you learning? Well, it's a scandal, Wolf. We're learning that. And I think a lot of this. Uh, How can this even be a scandal? Well, oh. well so, now, so now the entire. Uh, when is the Super Bowl? Like two weeks? Is that coming up? No, it's next, not this Sunday, next Sunday. Oh, woo. So. Next Sunday, oh, cancel, cancel everything in my book, Martha. Um, you're going to see that the, the whole conversation is going to everything is going to be about whether she's lip syncing or not. So of course that's turned into PR at the same time. But then we're going to have forensics, you know, experts. I mean, you can just see it's all going to happen. I know it is so dumb. Yeah, no, but but it is. What do you think? She's lipstick? I don't know. But we'll what are you see. learning? We're watching you her learning? at the Super Bowl there. <laughs> what are you learning? And I think, yeah, I think she was. What are you learning? What are you learning? What are you learning? I'm learning that. <laughs> what are you learning? I'm just going to call up my daughter and say, hey, what are you learning? Hey, what are you learning? <laughs> hey, um, I, I wasn't in, I'm not in school today. <laughs> what am I learning? What are you talking what about? Are you, what are you learning? What are you learning? No, so hey, it's finally we got uh, Sir Peter Totes, 50 bucks, and uh, Shad Rich in Seattle, same Fifty dollars, and that. we want to thank them and all the writer, the uh, executive, or one executive producer for their help on the, uh, producing, getting this show four eight two, which is two four and eight, uh, out and into the wild. Oh, it was another great number that everyone missed out on. Are the people just not listening? I have no idea. I, I really think that we we have. I think our listenership has dropped off. We also made you know we're making mistakes. Like we didn't tweet. I didn't send out the bat signal. Yeah, but I don't think t- the tweeting is really a- responsible for, for donations or, or just overall listenership. Mm-hmm. I think it's because the political season's over and this, we have a reboot the show. Really? We have to reboot the show. That sucks. Our memes, you know, the oil, I mean, we've beaten that to death, the pipelines and oil, and we can, can't get around. I think this new thing with, uh, with Algeria trying to make a bomb, that's new. So we got we're on fresh, that. Fresh, that new fresh, this, this is fresh. Center for uh, Cultural uh, Security, whatever the CSS <laughs> operation. That's new. So we that's got new. we're on that. Right, right. And you had something else that's new. And I got a couple of things that, for today's show that are kind of new. Well, we'll hold, get to those. Hold, in a minute. hold on, yeah. Let's just thank everybody. Uh, the sixteen people who did come, sixteen of our entire audience. I know we have more than sixteen. We have thousand people in the chat room. <clears throat> that's one point six percent. Dvorak. No, not even. Slash N- at 0.16%. Do you have 1,000 people and 16 people uh, support the show? What is that? Yeah, there's a bunch of scroungers in the chat. That's room. not what even, that's, that's a tenth of a percent. No, yeah, we no, rock. The chat room doesn't care. There's, they're we just rock. here to, to harass us. Yeah, just to suck up resources, just to suck up bits. <laughs> Maybe it'll cost them more money if they had to do a chat room. Ah, <laughs> uh, we do have. Uh, <laughs> Dada, what are you learning? Just one birthday, no night. Skifo Velton says happy birthday to his girlfriend, Karen Lumbrecht. So she turns 32 today. And all we can say is send pictures. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show, Karen. I'm just going to hit it one more time. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Just so you remember. And we would be honored with your support. Yeah, we would be honored. <laughs> be and it, by totally the way, it's almost honored. nothing to donate. No, that's correct. There's no no additional cost. Um, almost nothing. Almost nothing. Almost nothing. I've um, 
This is, uh, oh, actually, um, where am I? Shouldn't have, uh, mm. attention all human resources. No entry, second half of soul. Get your morphine drip going. Oh, by the way, the phrase is hardly nothing. JC spotted this one. Hardly nothing? It's hardly nothing to donate to the show. That's very good. Anyway, go on. Uh, a little bit of uh, psychiatry stuff? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, we could always uh, go straight to the Russian reports that... Uh, Putin says if Obama doesn't tell the world about the aliens, he will. I mean, I could always do that one if you want. If that and you be. got that from The Onion? Yeah. <laughs> no. Or the no. World Weekly News. Yeah, exactly. That's it. World. No, from, uh, what, is, what is it called? The, um, uh, <clears throat> there's some site, of Euro, Euro News or something. There's some like Euro. Oh, Euro News. That's a Euro winner. Examiner yeah, or something. <clears throat> no, there was, um, you know, they're finalizing the DSM-5. DSM-5 is the, it is the absolute journal, it is the Bible of all psychological illnesses that you can have, such as PBA. I don't know if PBA is actually in there or not. Uh, I bet it is. I, I hope. Because it, uh, it hasn't been published. But this is where the entire pharmaceutical industry sits around with a bunch of shill doctors and say, hey, you know, I got one. Uh, you know, like if someone laughs too much, then let's put it in there as a disorder and then we can prescribe some medication for it and we can sell them some pills. Now, from time to time, things are not let in. And I think only this time this was not let in because it was so blatant that they actually went, ah, man, maybe DSM-6. It is the PAD, Parental Alienation Disorder. And parental alienation disorder apparently happens when parents engage in the common attempt to alienate children from each other. For example, a mother may complain to her son that his father is a flake or a loser or a liar. The father may do the same in return as both parents attempt to win the approval of the child. Parental alienation disorder. I like it. Uh, but it didn't get in. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it did. <laughs> didn't have a drug for it. Is that the reason? <laughs> no, I, I'm. It's a. Oh, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating read. Can you know, they basically they pitch. <laughs> do you, do you have a horn in your throat? <laughs> what did you do? I swallowed the horn. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, no, but yeah, there's. I, I just gotta read this to you. Uh, they have um, things like codependency disorder, scapegoating disorder. And it's, it's, this is nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's real. They really try to get these things in. Scapegoating disorder. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But not. Is all, there a drug for that? Now, of course, there's a drug for it. It's a, you know, it's just like any other drug. Well, we do have. Uh, Good news on that front, ladies and gentlemen. The number of kids diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, is going up. White kids still represent the highest number of cases, while the most rapid rate increase is among minorities. Researchers also say boys are three times more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than girls. That's a good report. Everything's good. Carry on. Keep it coming. Riddling rocks. That's the news. And, um... Uh, 
The alcoholism vaccine is in the news again. Vaccine. I, I find it crazy oh, that they call this a vaccine. Oh, there's an alcoholism vaccine? Yes. It's a vaccine. Oh, well, what, uh, what microbe does it kill? It kills the drunk microbe. A new vaccine will give anyone who drinks even a small amount of alcohol an immediate and very heavy hangover. Scientists. How is that a good thing? <laughs> it's a vaccine. Get it? Scientists have spent a year designing the drug in a bid to tackle the growing problem of alcoholism. The vaccine would be effective for between six months and a year. You can go up on your shots. It works by sending a biochemical message to the liver, telling it not to express genes that metabolize alcohol. Wow. Sounds a great way to blow up your liver. <laughs> yeah, the puke everywhere. Once the vaccine has been administered, it cannot be reversed. Uh-oh. <laughs> So I guess the idea is you shoot up your kids so they don't become alcoholics. They gave up on the on the smoking vaccine, by the way. the uh, The company that had the, the that had licensed that they gave up yeah. on it, and that was like last week or something. They probably had some some negative uh, some. Yeah. You know, maybe they got paid off. I don't know. No, there was probably something in there that would allow a lawsuit to take place to get these guys. Uh, you know Possible. what? Now that I think about it, maybe they're calling these things vaccines so they can get in on that federal law that vaccines can't you can't law, do a lawsuit against yeah. someone. That's the only reason why. That's the that only. would make sense. Now hmm. it makes sense to call them vaccines. Yeah. Just call everything a vaccine. That's right. If you just call it a vaccine, then you cannot be sued. Although there is a vaccination court, uh, but that's so the chances of getting anything out of that are, are very, very slim. Um, and then uh, from the pedo bear category, this has been heating up everywhere. Um, uh, in the UK, in particular, more and more politicians are—you uh, barely read about it over here. Max Clifford, the um, the big impresario, says, "Oh yeah, no, I covered up uh, all kinds of uh, sexual relations between stars and politicians and uh, political figures, big big name political figures." So it's just everywhere. Uh, it's rampant because you know the entire elite uh, runs on it for some reason, so they can blackmail each other. And uh, and uh, you know the uh, the radio station that had its license pulled, funding pulled, and burnt to the ground uh, after I started talking about Joris Demink, the Secretary General of the Netherlands, uh, who was the highest man in the Justice Department. Uh, this is now finally after how many years? It's been six years now, I guess, right? Six years yeah. since I yeah, burnt. Yeah, you were run out of the country. Yeah, I was since I was run out of the country for even even questioning questioning this. A high-ranking Dutch official retiring this week is being honored for his work. But human rights advocates say the man who served as the country's Ministry of Security and Justice doesn't deserve praise. They say he deserves prison. John Jessup explains in tonight's Focus Report. Much like a courtroom, these witnesses presented their testimonies to a Capitol Hill audience. But the man they accuse has yet to stand trial. I was afraid to say no. And I was very young and innocent. That is the voice of a grown man describing emotional scars from childhood. His identity is protected because he barely survived an assassination attempt. That attack followed his allegations against what's been called the Dutch super elite. At 14 years old, he left his family in Turkey to find work in Europe. Instead of a job, he found trouble and was blackmailed into working at an Amsterdam brothel. That's where he says he met this Dutchman, George Demink, a high-ranking government official. The second time that we met, he wanted me to go 
with him to his home in The Hague. He claims he was forced to have sex with Demink, who now heads the Dutch Ministry of Security and Justice, a position the victim's lawyer says keeps him from being prosecuted. We can have nice laws in the Netherlands, but what when high elite people uh, abuse uh, uh, children and they are not prosecuted? Why do you have your laws? The Dutch government acknowledged investigating several complaints against Demink, both in the Netherlands and Turkey, dating back to the 1990s. And its official finding? The outcome of these investigations has always been that the rumors and allegations are utterly baseless. A representative from the Dutch embassy attended the congressional hearing and criticized the panel's findings. The Netherlands takes the fight against child sex trafficking very seriously. Congressman Chris Smith, a leading advocate for human rights, believes that statement can only be backed up by taking action. All of this evidence does not suggest that crimes have been committed. I would be shocked, frankly. News of this case has spread across the Internet with websites like this, ArrestDemink.com. Its organizers want to stop the Netherlands from honoring him when he retires as early as this week. Till now, the ministers of justice are protecting him. Vanderplas continues to call for justice against Demink and wonders just how high the case may go. I think it could be that more people are maybe involved. As for her client, the trafficking survivor, he only makes one request in addition to justice. Please help protect my identity because I still fear for my life. There you go. So uh, she'll never bring it up again. That's uh, I'm done. Uh, you say, you, I, th- I think that's about the sixth time you said you'd never bring it up again. Well, it's the first time I've had an actual American news report. <laughs> a you clip. Know. Yeah, it's a, a, but it's a good report. It was very, very concise and filled and everything. It was great. Now I we like have it. now now sometimes the pedo bear thing, particularly in the United States uh, political uh, world, is used to take someone down. Uh, as is the case uh, that is happening right now. Yet another possible sex scandal rocking Washington's inner circle tonight. The Daily Caller reports that the FBI is investigating Senator Bob Menendez on accusations the New Jersey Democrat purchased prostitutes and attended sex parties in the Dominican Republic. Sounds like a great job to me. What's the problem? The senator's office has rejected the charges for months, and much of this story, frankly, is still unconfirmed. So so the Daily Caller... Caller, uh, are you familiar with this publication, John? The Daily yeah, Caller. Who is that? Who's behind that? Where do they get their uh, funding from? They want. They, they, I mean, someone's paying for them. You can't have a blog making money with dudes running around. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look. I you want me to look into it, or yeah, I can look it up. And well, I just thought, thought, I thought maybe you knew just offhand. So I think that uh, now, did the guy? Uh, I mean, listen to the douchebag from the Daily Caller. It's so obvious this is a hit job, it's just dripping off of it. Joining us now. Uh, by the way, uh, the, he's a Democrat, uh, uh, Menendez. How to explain the allegations coming from the Daily Caller and the newly surfaced evidence, David Martosco, executive oh, editor. Okay, hold on a second. So this is founded by Tucker Carlson oh, okay. and Neil Patel, former advisor to Dick Cheney. Oh, okay. So this is a neocon publication. Yeah, a right-wing Republican neocon publication. Yeah, so they would go after somebody for some reason. Now, who knows why? I mean, do we have a clue at what they're after him for? Yeah, and by the way, do. it's much easier just to plant kitty porn. You want to really, really? So this was obviously not to make get him into a situation where they could correct fire a planet. This Cor- is just a this is just a, a warning. This is a, a warning. A slur. Yeah, this and, is just a smear. Right. So, I, so it, taking into account that uh, everyone's working for the same 
overlords. I would say that on January 5th, Menendez blocks Judge Patty Schwartz, an Obama administration nominee, to a federal judgeship. Drawing speculation, the block was placed because of Schwartz's relationship with the head of the Public Corruption Unit for New Jersey's federal prosecutor, who had investigated the senator during his 2006 election fight. I think that this is a, however twisted it may sound, I think this is a warning to him about this. Could be. Because I'm, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy this left-right thing, you know. Yeah, no, and I, I'm sure that there's, uh, yeah, is, is that the guy with other, the, there's other uh, powers that be. Isn't that the guy with the bow tie on CNN? Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. He founded a website. Who would, it, they should put him with that silly bow tie on the website. That'd be cool. I wouldn't make it, <laughs> that, then you're a real journalist. You can get yourself a green visor. Hey, so do you know about the race riots that are now, the upcoming race riots? Oh, the ones that are on the way? The ones that uh, they've been trying to get started for a while? Yeah, well, now they got a new thing going on that they're, they're suppressing this information. Mimi came up with this. Oh, good one. Did you realize what's going on in Compton? Uh, well, I know the what Mexican Compton is. The Mexican gangs are taking over the city and rousting the blacks. Really? It was all Compton was a notorious, pretty much 100% black community. Yeah, yeah. Now, 65% Latino, 33% black, and they're attacking, according to the New York or the Los Angeles Times, you can go look this up. Uh, the, the article would be attack on family in Compton. Latest incident in wave of waves of anti-black violence. Really, Latino gang is intimidating blacks into leaving the city that was once an African African American enclave. It's part of a violent trend seen in other parts of the L.A. area. There's apparently three or four cities. They list them here. The cities normally the the the, the, the this, this is the 155 gang, uh, drug gang. The Harbor Gateway, Highland Park, Pacoima, San Bernardino, Canoga Park, and Wilmington are uh, under attack by Mexican gangs. But this is not new. I mean, this has been going on for a yeah, while. Yeah, but they haven't gotten to the point where they're well, rousting. They're actually well, I got a clip. Some- I got a clip. Okay. I got a clip. Let's see. L.A. County Sheriff's deputies are investigating two hate crimes in Compton. In one case, authorities say gang members repeatedly terrorized an African-American family. New at 6, NBC4's Michelle Valles live in Compton. Michelle, what are residents telling you tonight about what happened? By the way, she is smoking hot. Well, they simply say the demographics here are changing. For instance, this is an African-American Baptist church behind me that is now in the middle of what is now a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood. And they say recently... Okay, I can tell you right now, I think that this is being, this is being uh, jacked. I think it's being jacked. You, I, you say this is not being covered. I guarantee you this is going to be front-center news within the next few weeks. Depending on other things that happen, they're jacking this up. They want this to happen. They told, oh, well, I'm sure of that. Totally want. Did you? Did you? But yeah. Right now, it's suppressed. You might be right if it shows up as national news. We're ahead of it by at least probably a month, mm-hmm. and it will show up on that that rock center or something like that with Brian Williams. It, that's It'll when become it goes, news in some yeah. way, shape, or form. And then, but what is? What would be the point of it? I think, by the way, none of this would be happening if they legalized drugs. But that's another story. Well, yeah, just to shut it down, man. Just to put a fence around it. Just to. Pff. To arrest more of them, I guess. How about that? Need need more for the prison industrial complex? Maybe that's an idea. Just, I don't know. Things pretty full. I mean, people are gonna if people are gonna start rioting anyway because you know they have no food. You know, the, of course we have the cat food with the plastic spoon on the in the inside of the 
Oh, a winner. <laughs> it's a it's a total it's a total winner. Um no, I I'm I'm pretty convinced that uh that you know first we make sure we take away as many guns as possible just to make it a little less hostile and uh just crank it up. Just you know, distract and go on our merry way. We need riots and we need we need to have this now. It is our turn. It's our time. It is our turn for the riots. You know, People are, are not interested in watching riots in other countries. If it's not here, we don't care. We need a yeah, good old-fashioned riot. Be, well, that would actually help our show if we can get some riots going. Yeah, we, <laughs> we Not just your show, buddy. <laughs> the president's podcast will soar. Oh, yeah. People will actually start listening. So I did pick up some clips of Jerry Brown with the State of the State address. And he seemed to like, uh, like to harp on a couple of things, including some crackpot idea. Or a couple of them, actually. But the main one, and you can play this clip, and then there's a couple follow-up clips. They're very short, but they're very funny. Jerry Brown, High Speed Rail 1. This is uh, Jerry Brown is the governor of uh, the great broken state. He's like 90 years old, and he took over the state. He was governor back in the 80s. And then he's all governor now, and he just just seems like a maniac. And it's he's, hilarious to watch the speech. Yes. It was on C-SPAN. Yeah, he's he's also raising your taxes and uh, and acting like a general elitist douche. Options. Last year, you authorized another big project, high speed rail. Yes, it's bold, but so is everything about California. <laughs> Electrified trains are part of the future. China already has five thousand miles of high speed rail, and they intend to double that. Spain has 1,600 miles and is building more. More than a dozen other, con- dozen other countries have their own successful high-speed rail systems. Even Morocco is building one. The first phase will get us from Madeira to Bakersfield. <laughs> so we're going to have high-speed rail and it's between bold. Madeira, which yeah. is in the middle of the valley, and, and Bakersfield. Bakersfield. <laughs> There's going to be a huge demand, by the way. You know, there's a. I think there's a go kart track in Bakersfield. There is literally. There's a go kart. So track. so then he got, then he goes on with the second one, which is the Brown Two clip, which which is just you just have to hear it to believe it. We all know the story of a little engine that could. The big engines were asked to call all the freight train over the mountain. They said can't do it. They asked another can't do it. The little train said I think I can. And so he pulled the, tr- the engine pulled in front of the long line of freight cars and started puffing away. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And over the mountain, the little engine went. We're going to get over that mountain. I have no doubt about it. Now, so this guy now is, besides, is in charge supposed of... supposed to be I know I can at the, <laughs> as the punchline, right? Yeah, yeah. But does he sound like Joe Biden to you? Not only that, but this guy is running the fifth largest economy in the world. Yeah, I, mean, I think this, I can. I this think is I insane. Can. This is completely insane. Now I didn't realize it, but the whole high high speed rail thing, uh, which you know, essentially was his idea in the eighties. <laughs> and if you play this thing, it turns out this has been 30 years in the making for them to break ground. This thing's never going to get built, by the way. There'll be that train between Madeira and Bakersfield. But play this was news to me, by the way. This is the Jerry Brown 3 clip. It's taken, it's taken great perseverance to get us this far. I signed the original high-speed rail authority in 1982, more than 30 years ago. In 2013, we finally break ground and start construction. 
anybody find this ludicrous? He's a, they he's, all think that's great. He's a regular Dagny Taggart, isn't he? And if, <laughs> yeah, never heard of him. And so finally, the, the only other thing he's got was this this great tunnels. He's decided because we got so much money here in California, the broke state, that the Delta is, yeah, you know, there's a storm every once in a while and it floods rarely, but it could be an earthquake. It could be a lot of different things. I don't know anything about this. I'm going to look into it, but this sounds like the craziest idea that this, I mean, this just sounds nuts. Urban Southern California and Northern Contra Costa all are critically dependent on the Delta for water. If because of an earthquake, they used to call it a 200-year storm, but it might be a 100-year storm. Last one was in the 1860s. Or a sea level, sea level rise, that the delta fails. The disaster would be comparable to Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina or Superstorm Sandy. Losses of at least $100 billion and 40,000 jobs. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that doesn't happen. My proposed plan is two tunnels. 30 miles long and 40 feet wide, designed to improve the ecology of the Delta with almost 100 square miles of habitat restoration. Yes, that's big, but so is the problem. Okay, okay, so hold on. I, now I understand. He's gone loony. He's like... He's, gone? He's like, I'm going to build an underground base to protect all the citizens of Los Angeles. It's not a problem. I can do it. I can save the world. How old is this guy? He's he's, he's lost like, his mind. He's, 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 well, he lost his marble some time ago. <laughs> but he is... Like, they call him Moonbeam back in the 80s. I mean, what, is he any better? I mean, I mean, actually, this is the gig for me. What this guy's doing, I could be so... I'd be a younger Jerry Brown. You could. Like, Hey, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to put a dome, a giant dome over the city of Los Angeles. We'll all be safe. We'll have fresh air. I'll pump it in from Nevada. I promise it'll all be great. All right. Well, then uh, I have two clips that I'd like to just uh, get out of the way. Just as, as we as we on our way, leaving our way, getting out. Uh, that So actually all the three clips. Uh, so that's uh, California. Meanwhile, here's what's happening in the great state and city of New York. After the tragic shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, across the country, people are trying to find ways to make communities safer. In New York City, police hope to catch illegal gun carriers with full-body scanners. The device is called terahertz imaging detection. It works by scanning a targeted person head-to-toe and can detect when someone is carrying a gun. As the scanners do its job, those targeted have no idea they're being scanned. Woot, 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 woot. That's what's going on in New York, everybody. You're being scanned. You, like, a, like a supermarket market product. Just scanning you. Boop. Nope, it's okay. That slave's good. Boop. Nope, that one's good. Boop. Oh, there's a two-for-one special. Boop. Just scanning you. <laughs> in Miami, on the other hand, they are... Uh, Practicing military drills with Black Hawk, Black Hawk helicopters flying over the highway at low altitude shooting machine gun blanks. What? Happening now in downtown Miami, Black Hawk choppers soaring through the night sky, but this is only a drill. My team's Mike Marza has some pictures for us explaining what's going on. Mike? Still, if you've seen one of these drills, it really is like a scene out of one of those action movies, choppers stalking the sky of downtown Miami and the like. Uh, let me show you what's happening right in the shadow of the Adrian Arsh Center. 
Police right now have blocked off Biscayne Boulevard, but we believe that is largely because the Miami Heat game is about to be let out at the AAA, which is nearby. Uh, but actually, you know what, Nick, uh, if you take a look, swing back over here. This may be involved in this training or not. Again, let me tell you what all of this is that we know of. It's a joint military training exercise involving local police, also military. They're doing some training exercises partly to meet some of the requirements that they have to do, also to prepare for the military side for some overseas uh, drills and also so they can make sure that all of their equipment is in check. And Nick, let's swing back around and show you this guy because we've been hearing some blades of choppers in the distance. Uh, people up on the balconies have been taking some video of this. Let's show you the first piece of video as someone shot some video of some of these choppers, military-style choppers, flying over 395 in downtown. This was last night. They shot all of this video. Now, the sight is impressive, but just imagine if you could hear some of the activity that was happening here. Let's take a listen to the second piece of video. That was a little hard to hear, but that's where they were machine gunning. All right, so some blank rounds of gunfire pinging off the high rises here in downtown Miami. So that's just totally okay, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, flying, flying Black Hawks. Low-level altitude, shooting machine gun blanks. Okay, so what movie are they filming that it uses that, Miami? That's, that's the only other thing that I could think of. It's like, that has to be, I mean, hello. Someone will come up with it. I, I mean, I was like, it's so hard you do like Miami urban warfare. I mean, we've already had... You know, get L.A. Uh, I, I I couldn't figure it out. I, I really couldn't figure out which one it was. Why does anybody put up with this crap? Well, because they're like, hey, man, I was there when they filmed that. That's why they put up with that crap. Totally. I got an end of show clip. What is it? It is the president of Iceland at Davos, Switzerland, explaining why... Them letting the banks go bankrupt turned into a very prosperous nation. And he feels that every single bank should just be able to go bankrupt. And it would be much better than starving your slaves with austerity. A very popular stance. Not. I think, well, well, no, it's not popular, but it seemed to work. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, on a Thursday show, I'll do my little Dempsey rundown. Because yeah, uh, our Joint Chief of Staff's guy... Dempsey was something of a goofball, it seems to me. But only uh, if we get some support. He has kind of outlined what he sees as the future of war. <laughs> do you want to do it now instead? I mean, I'm happy to do it now if you want. I'd rather uh, not. I'd rather do it on Thursday. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it for sure. That's going to be cool. The future of war includes women. Yeah. Come Coming to you from uh, the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley where uh, things are fine and dandy. <laughs> and there's no Blackhawks around. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> Dvorak.org slash NA. Remember us. And we'll talk to you on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Who's standing alongside me, Oliver Ragnar Grimson. Um, Mr. President, why are you such a beacon of hope? Why has uh, Iceland survived where Europe has failed? What are you doing differently? 
I think it surprises a lot of people that four years ago we were exhibit number one uh, of uh, a failed financial system. But now we are back on recovery with uh, economic growth and very little unemployment. And I think the primary reason is that we were wise enough to realize this was also a fundamental social and political crisis. But above all, we didn't follow the uh, traditional uh, prevailing orthodoxies of the Western world in the last 30 years. We introduced currency controls, we let the banks fail, we uh, provided support for the poor, we didn't introduce austerity measures of the scale you're seeing here in Europe. And the end result, uh, four years later, is that Iceland is enjoying uh, progress and recovery uh, very different from the other European countries that suffered from the financial crisis. But with your policy of letting the banks fail, would that have worked for the rest of Europe? I think so, because as I've often asked people, why do they consider the banks to be the holy churches of the modern economy? Why are private banks not like airlines and telecommunication companies allowed to go bankrupt if they have been conducted in an irresponsible way? The theory that you have to bail out banks is a theory about bankers enjoying for their own profit the success and then letting ordinary people bear the failure through taxes and austerity. And people in enlightened democracies are not going to accept that in the long run. It wouldn't work for the UK with their reliance on the financial sector, though, would it? Well, this is an interesting question, because one thing we learned after the collapse of the banks in Iceland, that the Icelandic banks, like the British and the Americans and other banks, have in fact become high-tech companies, hiring engineers, mathematicians, computer scientists. And when they failed, uh, the innovative sectors of our economy, the IT sector, the high-tech sector, in fact blossomed and have been doing much better in the last three years than ever before. So the lesson of that is that if you want your economy to be competitive in the innovative sector of the 21st century, a strong financial sector that takes the talent uh, from these sectors, is even a successful financial sector, is in fact bad news if you want your economy to be competitive in the areas which really are the 21st century areas innovation, technology, IT. If you wake up with the blues, trying to fill your day with news, there's one thing you must remember no agenda in the morning. For a healthy, balanced news diet, try noagendashow.com. Don't bet on it, citizen. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. <laughs> the best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.